five, four, three, two, zero. All engines running. In a world where a dink and dunk offense is the standard, no one rises higher than the Carolina Panthers. Only one man can bring you social mediocrity. He goes by many names. We introduce him as Teddy Two Gloves, Teddy Turnovers, and a Bridgewater Band-Aid. But all we know is he has a Teddy B.V. Welcome to Major Media Developments. Welcome to Sean. Just kidding. Kind of. This has been a Blake B.E. production. Keep What's up, Panther fans? It's your boy, the professor, a.k.a. Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers post-game show where uh, today we're going to chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions following the Panthers game um, against the Lions today. And I just want to go ahead and say this. All you unappreciative Panther fans, I mean, how could, without Teddy Bridgewater, this team be competitive? With that offensive line, oh, that horrid, horrid offensive line that's been holding this team back. That defense, that is the problem, you unappreciative Panther fans who don't know football and who have told us that Teddy Bridgewater is not the answer. I tell you today, starting a rookie quarterback in P.J. Walker really revealed that Teddy Bridgewater is not the answer. Ha! No, it's the C3 Panthers post game. The Panthers shut out the Lions today. Yes, P.J. Walker did throw two interceptions in the end zone, but the Panthers steamrolled a bad Lions team. Let's go ahead and put it that way. It's a bad Lions team uh, who was just completely terrible all today in every facet of the game. But to the Panthers have to play who's on the schedule. And today, coming off, uh, last week, coming off a trouncing by the Bucks. A trouncing by the Bucks. Uh, the Panthers responded on defense and in an offense that looked really much different than to be expected, I think, with an inexperienced quarterback. Uh, so the Panthers win today. I guess we shouldn't be happy that we won, right? I mean, hey, the Panthers draft pick did get worse today. He said mathematically that we're still technically in the playoff run. Tony, let we're me more than mathematically. All right, let me introduce, guys. Cody Lashney, my co-host. Take the mic. Panther fans, listen. Today, we are going to have a heart-to-heart conversation. A real moment of honesty and truth about the future of the Carolina Panthers. Yes. I'm not going to pull any punches. I hope you guys don't pull any punches. Let's fucking go, baby. Today was the first time in a long time that I was cheering at the top of my lungs for the Carolina Panthers. I didn't want us to lose for the draft pick. I wanted to fucking win, and our defense played incredible. I am pumped, and P.J. Walker brings a new level of energy to this football team. And today I am going to make the argument that Teddy Bridgewater shouldn't see another fucking snap as the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, and that P.J. Walker, it's time to see what we have in number six. But Tony Dunn, we're going to do it with the best Panther fans in Panther Nation in our YouTube chat. We've got Tim Tizzy, John Jenkins, George, Captain Cuddles, Wes, my brother, 
or my cousin brother, Chef Jeff, Tyler Lovato. We have Nick Montadero, Ben S., Tony Dunn, we got the whole crew, man. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, baby. Let's roll. The number's 252-228-5098. Jump in the longest-running Panthers podcast and what's becoming, fastly becoming the hottest Panthers post-game show in the on the planet, on planet Earth. That's right. Peanut Butter and Jesus. You heard it from me. Peanut Butter and Jesus today. And we've also got CK, Master of All Streams, in the house. How's it going, boys? Uh, yeah. I think we we want to focus on the quarterback conversation. Obviously, um, I for one uh, am, am excited to zero in on this defense and what we saw that was different. Um, and there was one piece. It's what happens tired. when you replace a flat, tired whitehead with an excited. <laughs> I don't even know who was it that was uh, Jermaine Carter Jr. Jermaine Carter, yeah, yeah. The guy who who has played well his entire time since he's drafted, you know, he just he's never been a focal point of the defense. And he came in, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that our defense did well because of uh, you know Jermaine Carter Jr. But I'll tell you what, there was less of a liability out there in the center of the field, and uh, and I think everybody else was able to step up their game. Uh, you can sit here and attribute that to Shaq Thompson or anything, but one thing I think is a point we need to talk about is I think this defense is set up to win if we are ahead. If we are behind, this defense will not do anything. This defense will crumble. Or even if it's a tied game. If we have if we have a lead that requires the other team to pass, well, guess what happens? It's exactly what you saw in that second half when we got to the quarterback multiple times because he has to hold on to the ball and try to get the ball down the field in order to try to get a win. That is what our defense is built around currently until we can get something done with our secondary. Defense flying around playing fast today uh, against a what was a horrid offensive line for uh, the Detroit Lions. But, yes, big game from Brian Burns. And Justin Burris played very well. And I would like to say that we didn't have as many liabilities uh, as you would suspect when it comes to Carolina Panthers defense, Troy Pride Jr. out there getting it done. Uh, a lot of exciting plays. And, hey, and this, Phil Snow and the Panthers defense get a shutout. Greg, the Bat Daddy, the man of many podcasts. We have the master of streams. We have the man of many podcasts as well. How you doing, Greg? I'm doing fantastic, man. It's been an awesome day sitting here watching the game and you know, Cody and CK kind of covered it all about how I feel. Uh, I was finally excited to watch a game. You know, uh, y- y'all saw me. I tweeted after the first drive that I think P.J. Walker is a better quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater. And, we're gonna <laughs> and, tonight and I can't wait. So we're going to see what happens. And, uh, yeah, I'm ready to talk about it. Let's go. Panthers football. All right. Don't, uh, don't forget, folks, there's still time to get in the betting action at mybookie.ag you can get into college football man it has been exciting watching these college games and hey my pirates won yesterday went and stomped on temple matt rules former team like the panthers stomped on the the, the detroit lions you can get in on that action at mybookie.ag use the promo code overtime they will match your deposit first time deposit halfway up to a thousand dollars you put in a thousand dollars they give you 500 bucks on top you go bet on the panthers to shut out at 70 to 1 odds and you win a bazillion dollars that's right mybookie.ag prop bets all bets safe secure use the promo code overtime all right let's jump into this game the panthers 
really uh, coming into a game that um, in some ways is kind of an even match game. Uh, when you have all your starters out there, you have uh, Matt Stafford, who was playing with an injury, say he was healthy, and we had Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know who would have been really favored. The Panthers' defense has been a train wreck over the last couple of weeks, or at least last week it was. And the Panthers' offense has n- had not really the ability to put up touchdowns. They've been finding their rhythm each and every week, and that was with Teddy Bridgewater at the helm, getting better and better in the red zone as the season went on. Curtis Samuel starting to come out. But today we start a quarterback who has never started an NFL game in P.J. Walker, and really the team did not look to have regressed at all. The offense was able to stay on time, I felt like. Uh, you saw DJ Moore have a really impressive game. Curtis Samuel gets involved on third down, as always. And Robbie Anderson uh, was a good target and put up some numbers today. No touchdowns. The surprising thing for me in this offense, guys, is you come into this game, you're a little concerned about starting this quarterback, the inexperience, losing Mr. Steady Teddy, Teddy Steady, Ruxpin, and uh, you think the Panthers are going to go heavy dose of run, run, run. The success of this game came on P.J. Walker's arm, though, and really a team that was just fighting on both sides of the ball, opportunistic. Go ahead and hit me with your reaction, Cody, to P.J. Walker's start with the Carolina Panthers. My reaction is this, man. 70.6 completion percentage. 258 passing yards and one touchdown. Man, listen, uh, we just have to be honest about what we saw. P.J. Walker made throws in this game that we have not seen Teddy Bridgewater even attempt. I mean, listen, he opened up our offense today in a way that we have not been able to. Early in the second quarter, I remember uh, there was a second second and, and two yards. And uh, our left tackle, whoever's playing left tackle for us right now, I think it's the Trent guy, I forget his name, but he got an offsides penalty. But even that formation, there was I don't even think there was a running back in the backfield. They were going to take a shot on second down. And you saw what Joe Brady was able to do when he had a quarterback that could take some shots and affect different levels of the football field. Look, that play that P.J. Walker made rolling out to his right, threw the ball back across the bo- uh, across his body. D.J. Moore extended the route, got open, and came up with that huge first down. Uh, I'm telling you, man, that opens up our offense in a way that we just have not been able to do. And listen, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater needs to see another snap as the quarterback for the Panthers. We are already out of range, in my opinion, for drafting one of the top quarterbacks because Zach Wilson continues to climb and Trey Trey Lance has great film that a lot of teams are going to fall in love with. We might potentially have four first-round quarterbacks in this year's draft and a bunch of others that are still climbing up. So my thing is this. If you're not going to be in range to take a top quarterback – let this be the audition for P.J. Walker going forward. It needs to be his time for Matt Rule to see what kind of talent we have at the quarterback position. And, you know, uh, even thinking going forward, we're playing Minnesota and then we have a bye. It is the perfect time for P.J. Walker to have more time 
uh, and reps with the ones, with our starting offensive line, with our starting receivers. A lot of those interceptions that PJ threw in the end zone, they looked so bad because there were miscommunications. Like that's why there was no receiver even anywhere in the area. That will be fixed with more time in the film room, more time in practice, and let PJ Walker get more comfortable with the offense. And then the playbook is going to open up even more. I'm telling you, man, this needs to be a turning point for the Carolina Panthers. It's that important. Man, I I tell you this is that, um, you know, throwing two interceptions in the red zone hurts. You left a minimum of six points on the field right there. Um, But, hey, I mean, he also missed a wide open DJ Moore. Uh, Instead, he decided to throw a touchdown pass to Curtis Samuel. Um, so, you know, the, no, it was exciting. I like, look, you're happy for PJ. I think uh, for me, I want to make it clear that my excitement about PJ Walker here is this, is that the people who said that we could build around Teddy going forward, if that's the case, are you ready to say if PJ Walker can come in and play like this for a couple of weeks in a row, are you ready to say that the Panthers could build around P.J. Walker going forward? I just don't know if that's a reasonable statement um, or any more reasonable than that, what we're talking about with the long-term prospects of Teddy Bridgewater. Now, guys, P.J. Walker, do you think that the coaching staff, and I'll turn it over um, to the other fellas, will the coaching staff even consider doing what Cody is suggesting? No. Yeah, no, I agree. I- <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to tell you this and it's they're going to I don't think they should but I think that they are and I think it's going to be a culmination of a lot of people are going to say that it's because that that connection like they're like somebody called in last or on Tuesday and said that they believe that if somebody falls out that they will become the starter. I don't believe that's the case. I think a wholeheartedly they're going to look at this and they're going to look at it with with both eyes open. They're not going to look at this through a tunnel and say, oh my gosh, look at this great game that P.J. Walker had. Even though he had some bad decisions, and yes, there were some communication issues, and sure, there are some things that he can shore up that are honestly just a matter of of experience that'll fix a lot of that. Even though all of those things, they've, they're going to look at this as we were facing the, the, the Detroit Lions, right? We mm-hmm. were facing the Detroit Lions, who have a horrible secondary, who does not have any pass rush, and Yes, we lost our, our, our best offensive lineman today and yeah. halfway through the game. But um, I do say this, and I'll say this, I 100% agree. I think P.J. Walker has a much higher ceiling, and he should be in the conversation for starter, but this coaching staff is not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I want to touch on a little bit of both what Cody was saying and, and, and C.K. was saying right there is, uh, you know, uh, so in the chat room, uh, Kubiak, what was um, – Lance Kubiak says Teddy's a better quarterback than – uh, PJ right now, but PJ has a much lower ceil or but Teddy's a much lower ceiling, which I agree with because what I'm looking at is I'm seeing the same production from Teddy, okay, uh, in his first time with the starters having a full game, and the potential is much more there because I see more precision passing from him. Where the ball is placed is more important. He's putting it on the back shoulder where it needs to be. He can throw the deep ball. He can do all this, which can improve in the future. Teddy can't do that stuff. Teddy is at his limit right now with how good of a quarterback he can be, period, in my opinion. I don't think he's a terrible quarterback, but he is not a guy you build a franchise around 
P.J. Walker may not be either, but he has potential to build towards that just based on what I saw in this game. Um, uh, I, I wanted to write it down as I was going to the cave about what I wanted to uh, say what you were saying, but um, I can't remember it now anyway, but I did want to put that point in about Teddy is, is, you know, oh yeah, you were asking about the coaching. No, I don't think the coaching will move forward or we'll move right. forward with PJ Walker at all. Because when you do that, that's an acceptance of, uh, of being wrong. And most of the time coaching staffs, you won't see that. You won't see them admit they were wrong about something. Can we, before, yeah. before we just go overboard on like, I know people listening, particularly people that love Teddy Bridgewater or, or believe that in many ways, the people on this podcast have been too critical of Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think it's we should be uncongratulatory of PJ Walker today, right? You know, what I mean, like that—that's the thing. Is this kid came in under very difficult circumstances on a team that has not just been fantastic, on a team that they told us that this offensive line was shitty, and that Teddy Bridgewater was the reason it looked as good as it did. And uh, you know, really, we didn't lose a step. I mean, we put up about the same amount of points. Yes, we did have those two red zone turnovers. Imagine though, if he would have had those two touchdowns, what then do you say? Go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Cody. Well, listen, by the way, so, okay. Uh, it's hard for me to even fault uh, PJ for those throws in the back of the end zone, because they were just that in the back of the end zone, two throws, that that literally uh, Teddy Bridgewater can't throw. Like he but, oh, he they were no. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. They were bad. The first one, they were both bad. They were both bad. No. Okay, but this is what I'm trying to say, though, man. I, I don't blame him for having that extra juice to try and fit the ball into a window. I'm not saying that. It but was that's not what throw. he was doing. He was the this first time he was not looking. He just didn't see. That key that that cornerback yeah. drop drop back, and on the second time he just threw it to a spot rather than seeing what the play actually did. Both are but the worst plays of the game. I think you, if you want to really highlight things that he did that Teddy can't do, I think you talk about the deep shot to DJ Moore that was in stride. I also think that there was a outside pass where he threw it to the sideline to DJ in the fourth quarter. He was under duress, and I just don't that think... Was Cody was talking about, yeah. It would have even yeah. been able – I think it would have been a busted play if Teddy's in there, and at least we were able to, to get positive yards. I don't right. think Teddy could have made the Curtis Samuel touchdown, to be truly honest no. with you. That back of the court, back of the uh, end zone, I don't think he could have made that throw. No, he would have looked even, underneath to a wide open yard across field. Even if yeah. he could – he would Even have gone to PJ Moore. Could, it doesn't matter. He doesn't trust himself enough to make that throw. That's mm -hmm. why I'm not going to sit here and 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 complain about PJ's two interceptions uh, at that moment when it's like one we won today and number two in his first time starting at quarterback he was willing to do things that our starting quarterback has had like makes no attempt but to I agree. ever do. I agree. And it's hard the for me to fault him for that and say. Oh man, okay. Well, yeah, you made bad plays. Yeah, he did. But I'll also That's bet you. I'll also bet you anything that once PJ Walker has more time practicing with the ones and knowing who's open and knowing where the play is supposed to go, you're not going to see those be interceptions. They're going to be touchdowns. I don't but know if PJ Walker is our future, but I'll be damned if he doesn't at least deserve the attempt 
to yeah. prove that he is or isn't. I go. agree. I agree. But the one statement I have a problem with is you're saying you're not going to fault him for those t- those interceptions. Right. You have to fault him for those interceptions. Yeah, Cody. I kind of agree. Otherwise, you are not giving him credit. Games starting, then then yeah, I would fault him. In his first start in the NFL, got, he, he made him crazy. You got to fault him. You can't like if you say you did a great job, you had no problems whatsoever. Right then, at that point in time, he's not going to be better. He is not. I'm not saying that they were great. I'm saying that context got is everything. I think like he means he's going to fault him, but he's not going to fault him as heavily as he would if it was. Right. This is not his tenth time starting. Yeah. Like this we're not saying he had a perfect game. Then, then the first time say- he ever started as an NFL quarterback was today, and he was yeah. a part of a team that was twenty and zero today. To help make sure that that's not a hot take that people are going to take out of context. Because what I hear when you say that is he made a mistake, but because he's not Teddy Bridgewater, I'm not going to fault him for it. That's a very, very good Listen, I don't give a damn what people hear. (laughs) People who actually know what I'm talking about know that I'm making sense. This is not a guy that's been starting forever that that should know better than to not make a mistake like that. That's not who was on the field today. It was a guy who made his first NFL head start and provided the juice for our defense to fucking turn it on and be a bunch of badasses, man. I think think one other thing to to support that or kind of build on it is that the idea that the offense wasn't predicated on the run today, I think, speaks a lot, right? right? Is that the run did not set up the pass. The pass, if anything, set up the run. And, I mean, they were decent against the run. It was just this, is that we were able to get six positive yards on both sides. Uh, Somebody in the chat room brought up all this talk, no talk about the defense. The Panthers, only the second team to shut out a team this year. It's only second shutout of the 2020 season. And it looked like all offenses across the league died today or got covid um, but the Panthers' defense, after really just being uh, last week, you know, exposed in you know over the top, the Panthers played a and and I don't even think that or, or out of this, we were exposed last week over the top, and we've struggled to get to the quarterback throughout the season. We had eleven sacks on the season. Uh, the Panthers today were able to limit big plays. We were lucky we got away with one that Shaq Thompson should have intercepted, but hell, he was down there. You got to give him credit for that. We got lucky with that illegal formation call. The Panthers' defense not only limits the big plays, shuts out this Detroit Lions offense, but man, Brian Burns, F.A. Obata, Derek Brown, these defensive linemen were going after it and Brian Burns continues to get skinny and get to the quarterback and I know that Derek Brown had a penalty today for the throat punch uh, but it was a one-handed try to pick you up by your throat I'm the meaner man I like how mean Derek Brown plays on the field today he was involved in kind of some sort of knockdown Stafford or it was some wide receiver and that mug like lifted his hand up and Derek Brown just like stepped over him and was like fuck you I ain't picking your ass up he plays like a mean man I love him I love him he took on two blockers when that FA Obata sack came on man this defense supercharged when you put a little fix a flat tired whitehead on the sidelines it's an, it's an incredible change 
It was. It truly was. Because what you saw early on, like you didn't hear Jermaine Carter Jr.'s name called a lot, Mm. right? But what you saw early on is you made them afraid to run through the middle because Jermaine Carter was picking the right gaps to push, right? He was not missing assignments. He was out there doing what he was supposed to be doing. To rear, to, you know, tired Whitehead was not doing that. Now, I'm not going to sit here and, like I said, put all of it on Jermaine Carter and Tahir Whitehead, but that was a contributing factor. I think, and I, I mentioned this at the beginning of the show, our defense is right now set to play from ahead. And what I mean by that is not saying we have a three-point lead, we should win because our defense is there, right? Mm. Because the other team is still going to mix in offense like with their running and their passing and everything. But when our defense can be aggressive, they are getting home. And that's what's happening. And it, it just even just that mixture of Jermaine Carter Jr. just shoring up a little bit over the middle, like you could tell there's a change. And that extra maybe second or two that he gives the defensive line to get to the quarterback mattered today. Yeah. You, you know, you know the, the thing about this defense today was it, it's the defense that I more expect to see whenever we pick seven play or pick seven draft picks on defense in the, in the year. I'm not saying that I want to have a shutout every game because I know it's damn near impossible. It's never going to happen. But You could be 16-0 and o with Teddy like Bridgewater. Huh? You could be 16-0 and o with Teddy Bridgewater with a defense that keeps them to zero you points. You could be 16-0 with me as a quarterback to play with a defense <laughs> like they played today, to be truly honest with you. you know, and, and that's what I'm saying. I expected this is what I expected to see from the defense. I don't, I don't, nec- I don't agree that we're not going to have a shutout every game. But the the drive, the desire, the the plays they had, uh, just played really well today. And people are going to bring up a lot about today with both PJ Walker and the way the defense played about it being on the Lions. Well, guess what? The Lions had one more win than us, which means technically this was an upset by definition. Okay, they were missing two of their most important players. They were missing Galladay, and they were missing now the budding McCaffrey, DeAndre Swift. Dennis yeah, Daly. We, we were missing players too. Dennis Daly. Sure. So what I'm, what I'm saying is they technically were a better team than the Carolina Panthers. This is an upset today. We beat them. It, you know, so if you're going to try to make the argument that oh, it was good Detroit, they, they were in better position than us. And I can go back to the Atlanta game. If you want to talk about teams that aren't good. So this was a win, a good win. The defense deserves to hang their hats on this and, and to be proud of what they did. It was because Matt Stafford is a good quarterback. He's a high offensive quarterback, so uh, he was playing injured, there, injured thumb limited. And I would, I would like to say, I just felt like our defense looked faster today with Jermaine Carter mm-hmm. in there. And I don't know if that was, but like, like CK is saying, not on him, but maybe it frees up some other people to do something and to do different things. But ultimately, this team didn't have Dante Jackson out there. Uh, we were a, we were in a good position. I thought we played fast. We played hard, and I agree. Um, I think Derek Brown showed a ton of effort today, and the plays didn't always come to him, but he blew past these guys. And if they would have been coming to running his side, it would have been over. I want to also say or ask, what did you guys think about the adjustments made by Phil Snow? A little bit. Um, if for people that were really questioning Phil Snow, I'm not saying that the question should go away, but today showed a continued evolution of this defense, and I think just one that continues to get better. So two things. You saw, um, one, uh, two young players on our defensive line step up, 
with um, Yotaro Grossomatos, who did, I believe, get a sack later on in the game. Or if he, if he didn't get the sack, he was credited Playing with great sack. gap assignments as well. Fantastic. Uh, Derek Brown was out there hustling. Jeremy Chin made plays. Listen, that's another reason why I haven't. So, again, like what I was saying about P.J. Walker earlier and not blaming him for that, I don't really blame our defense for a ton of the problems that they've had this year because of injuries and coaching turnaround and all this different stuff. But you know what I think about today as a whole? It was a get-right game, man. It was an opportunity. Listen, the Lions are frauds. They always have been frauds. I think Matthew Stafford is a fraud. I know that might seem controversial to some people. I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn about his numbers. He's never won anything major. So it was an opportunity for our offense and our defense to play in tandem. Let's not forget Shaq Thompson getting pissed off and going in the locker room and telling our defense, hey, y'all are playing like you fucking suck at football and you need to be better. And I will give Shaq Thompson the credit where credit is due because even though I don't think he played necessarily well today by himself, I think the defense heeded the message and they played accordingly. And it by felt the like way, they had a I fire think, underneath them. I think next week is a get right game. Also, I don't believe in Minnesota very well. So that's another winnable game. And we have a bye week to get even healthier and come back. Dude, uh, the going forward, this Panther season has potential to be a nice little snapshot of what our future looks like. And that's exciting. I, I, I did not feel that I was going to come away from today's football game feeling like I do. A lot happened today. Another thing is Brian Burns is the man, dude. Brian Burns is incredible. Brian Burns is so fast off the edge. Like opposing tackles, they don't have enough reaction time to even deal with him. He is absolutely incredible. He continues to get better. Phil Snow said he was destined to have a game uh, where he had like two or three sacks in a row. Today was that day for him. He played incredible. I don't know what his number was, but Brian Burns is going to be one of the nastiest edge defenders in the NFL for a long time to come. Okay. And he's a Carolina Panther, baby. Let's go. Man, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I want to talk about the fact that the the key points, the key players on our defense right now, who would you guys say are the key players on our defense? Jeremy Chen. Number Jeremy one. Jeremy Chen. Brian, Brian Burns, Burns, man. Brian Burns almost had an interception today. Could have had two more sacks. Really, they were pressure. He's going to get credit for half of them, I hope. Like half sacks yeah. and some of those things. Um so Brian Burns, I think it's Brian Burns, Brian Burns, Brian Burns. I well, think it's in the last two weeks, Shaq Thompson. He's played well the last two weeks. I mean, he didn't play well extremely well except for that one pass breakup that was there at the fourth and twenty. I mean, he he got he had it's that hard ball to called. Say he didn't play well in a shutout. He wasn't well, awful, he but he wasn't great. He had to play at least par golf. You right. gotta remember he yeah, also, I agree. I mean, he also I'll got give you lost. That. On that illegal formation penalty that took away a touchdown. But he was 50 line. yards downfield in coverage on receiver yeah. Yeah. or tight end. It might have been tight end. Tight end, yeah. It, would, it shouldn't have been a that, like that's his assignment. Like right. that's what I'm saying. Like he didn't, like I didn't, there was not a play that he came in and he was, he was impactful on outside of that one pass breakup that was a 40 20. So he was. How about who were the most important players today? Were the most important defensive players today were Brian Burns, Justin Burris, um, 
Maybe Derek Jeremy Brown at that point. Goal. Well, actually, no. But, you probably got to go Obata and the, all the other second ends get equal time there. But what I guess my my th- my point is the people that you expect to play well play mm-hmm. well. Right. The people that right. we expect to play well are Jeremy Chin and Brian Burns, and both of those guys are finding a way. Oh, like I am so confident in Jeremy Chin's performance. Like, like when you see him come up after that early play by Rasul Douglas, where he just comes in for the hit to try to knock him down instead of wrapping up, right. and then Jeremy Chin just comes just in to clean that destroys mess up, him and him destroys him and destroys him. And then two plays yeah. later, later you see him in the backfield making a tackle for loss. Exactly. Exactly. Um, it was great. Your captain of our defense, right there. That, like Future it's captain. that, and then Brian Burns, whether he's in coverage or like he has such good decision making, and he's getting so like I feel like he's getting better every single week. Like that pass breakup that could have been a pick six. Like he was supposed to get to the quarterback, and he recognized it was going to be a screen, and he got in front of the ball. Like I mean, just Julius Peppers would have caught that. Oh, so saying. Actually, you're right. He would have. But Brian Burns uh, (laughs) almost had it. His spidey senses were there. His tacky, spidey hands were not. But really, it's just an unbelievable play and batting it down. We're just getting greedy at this point. I want to go ahead and do this. It's like we've talked a little bit. We've got a lot more to talk about, but we want to get your perspective. The number's 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. Be a part of the conversation. Let's see what you guys got to say, and we're going to go ahead and jump into the cat calls. Hey, guys. This is Matt in New York. Haven't called you guys in uh, over a year, but I'll still listen every week. What's up, Matt? Uh, Thanks for the support. Keep it up. Keep it up. Uh, Boy, wasn't it fun to uh, see a win today, huh? It didn't help our draft stock any, but it was fun to to take home a W. Felt good. It was awesome to see uh, T.J. Walker have a great game, good game. I know he'll be taking the task over those two interceptions in the end zone, and he should be, but I thought he had a good game. I think we definitely have our backup quarterback, maybe a little more than a backup quarterback, and it was freaking awesome to know that we have a quarterback who would recognize DJ Moore if he passed him walking down the street. Uh, DJ <laughs> had a great game, and I love to see it. Uh, That's Mike night. Davis, we got to resign, extend, whatever. We got to wrap this dude up and keep him in I Carolina agree. for the long haul. He is, he is the guy. I want He's really good. Christian McCaffrey. He's really good. And him with Christian McCaffrey for years to come. He's not a superstar, and that is not what we need. Uh, but he he's Mike Tolbert, man, and his prime. He's just starting running back, and though. just uh, just a great piece of this team. We need him to be a piece of this team for a long time. His uh, is deadly, bro. And I guess uh, turning to the defense, I have never seen. I don't think I have never I have ever seen a better example of addition by subtraction than the absence of Tahir Whitehead on this defense. Man, did the defense have a strong game. And maybe it was uh, Shaq Thompson's uh, locker room blowout last week. Maybe that had some effect. I don't know. Who knows? But not having to hear there. This is such a good call. I never call. want to see him take another snap yeah. in a Carolina Panthers uniform. Never. Really don't want it. But I guess the main part of my call would be to uh, would be to throw a little support behind Shaq Thompson. Now, I'm not calling anybody out here. I, I swear that I'm not. But I, uh, Shaq Thompson takes uh, a lot of grief. Uh, I feel like on this podcast, and I get it. I get it. He's not. He's not a, a superstar. Uh, he is a good player, maybe even a very good player. Uh, but he's not Luke Keekley, right? And uh, 
That is not. I, I think <laughs> the difference between good and a legend is, is huge. And so his decent play looks a lot worse when you have memories of the best linebacker in the game. Right? Uh, right. I just want to bring up one thing. Close your eyes and, and imagine this for just a minute. Just close your eyes and imagine this linebacker's core without Shaq Thompson. The stuff of nightmares, isn't it? Good okay, you can point. open your eyes now. Anyway, uh, keep up the great work. Uh... Great call there. Great call. Bringing us back to earth on Shaq Thompson. Here's the thing is that you got to have players out there, and we shouldn't give Shaq Thompson a pass because we don't have anybody else. He's been okay. Uh, to that, you know, but the one thing I am happy about with Shaq Thompson is that with our criticism of him, he's been stepping more and more to a leadership role on this defense, right? We talk about the curse out moment this past week and how really it put this team on notice. And I, I really did point out how important um, it was at that moment. This team could have been sliding a different direction after last week. And then to come out and really put a different spin on the team in all ways and specifically on the defense is a big deal. Shaq Thompson's been playing better. I feel like from week to week and, and it is true is that the guy beside him has been a bum and that does not make him any better. Tired Whitehead has been so bad. I mean, he's been horrendous. It doesn't matter who it is. They got to be better than him. So, yeah, Shaq Thompson, though, is going to take some of that criticism for us because he gets the payment over this past offseason. And really, we did want him to be a superstar. But, hey, I'll take him being okay at this point. Uh, good call. Hey, I, I, Go ahead. I, I do think that that was a good point they made at the end. Listen, I won't say that he's very good. I do think that there is a case to be made that he is a good linebacker. Right. I don't think that a good linebacker – is necessarily worth the money he got. But listen, point taken. I mean, he, Matt from New York, which, by the way, thanks for calling in again, Matt. Uh, hope to hear you again. You have great cat calls. Um, you know, that's he has not had a lot around him. I mean, and listen, I think it says something about Tareer Whitehead leaving the field and our defense comes alive today and we've been shitting all over him. Yeah, I do think that that, has, that says something, number one. And number two, to Matt's point, um, the absence of Luke Kuechly is really, like every week is just a reminder of how much we are missing his presence. Like everything that he did for this football team in checking the defensive line and making sure guys are in position, there really isn't a ton of communication pre-snap uh, on our defense anymore now that Luke Kuechly isn't there. And that's a that's a problem for us. Um, and I do think that even though that will never be Shaq Thompson's job to do what Luke Kuechly did, I, I do agree that he has had to put up with a lot of nothing and his flaws are then magnified when you have a bunch of other guys around him that also aren't making plays. So I do yeah. understand that. I kind of think both things can be true. We can be a little disappointed with the progress of Shaq Thompson, while yeah, also or even a lot. That he's, yeah, that he's not in a great situation to to look very good to begin with. All right, yeah. I, have a, I have a interesting scenario here. 
So Jason Lewis brings up a really good point. We are a team of rookies and has-beens, and we are starved for leadership. That's why to hear Whitehead was a captain coming in as a free agent. Uh, free agent. Um, my thought is last week Shaq showed a lot of leadership, right? He By coming in there and lighting a fire under this defense and, and, and doing what he did. Guess who didn't start this week after they realized – we do have a leader on on uh, on the defense, and that may be Shaq Thompson. He may not be the greatest player on the face of the planet. He's definitely a step up from Whitehead. And all of a sudden, now that leadership quality is there, Whitehead wasn't on the field. Yeah, you don't know if um, I, I – they tried to say that uh, Whitehead was banged up. At least the commentator said that. I don't know if that's the truth. Um uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like this is that the Panthers' defense is that Shaq's not the worst problem on it, right? But he has not right. been the best. He's not been the heir apparent necessarily. And they are big shoes to fill with Luke Keekley. It is hard for me to remember. It actually seems like a long time ago since Luke played for the team. I know it doesn't. Dude, it just feels like a long time. But it hasn't been. Yeah. I know. Is I know this is so off topic, but Justin Herbert just threw the prettiest dime down the field. Dude, he is, oh my God, man. All right, let's go to the next call. Panther Nation, this is JJ of VPJ Walker Fan Club. Hey. This was before the game started. We just got word that PJ Walker, the Walker Wonder, is going to start. My prediction? Three touchdowns, about 350 yards passing, another 60 yards rushing on the ground, and no interceptions. Mm. Mark it. Witness the Walker wonder. <laughs> we did wa- We did witness the Walker wonder. It wasn't as perfect as you forecast, but uh was a good game. And really, the I think what we have been saying John is... John Jenkins in our chat does... Uh... Shout out John Jenkins. Yeah, we see you, bro. John Jenkins, Jingleheimer Smith. That is my name, too. Hey, guys. I'm sure sure that's the first time he's Uh, ever heard that in his whole life, right? Well, that's all I can think about, so I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Play, call, play. It's nice to see you in Raleigh. This is Uh, Darius in Raleigh. Real. Solid win today. Um, I definitely enjoy PJ Walker out there. Nice to see refreshing Corvette. I thought yes. he, he definitely made some mistakes and some things he needs to work on. But in all, it's nice to see. It's refreshing to see a quarterback be able to push the ball down the field. Thank Eddie you. can't do that. So it's refreshing to see that. Like I said, PJ definitely made some mistakes, but they can work on him with that. I'm really proud of this defense, the way they stepped up today and was getting after the quarterback. Brian Burns was out there being a monster that we know he can be, and the rest of the defense followed his lead. So I think today was a real solid win and something we can definitely build on. Great call. As always, love the podcast and – Keep pounding. I think one thing that I've been most happy with is Brian Burns continuing to step into what is becoming a superstar role. 
you know, and that that's that's important for me is that you didn't want him where I, you know, you're kind of concerned that he showed a lot of rookie flash. You just don't want the next Vic Beasley. And I think that each week he gets better. He's becoming a prominent leader. He's, his game is getting more and more diverse. And, I mean, he's just got football awareness to him. I think that's a big story. And second, you know, when it comes to P.J. Walker in this game, is despite his his misgivings in the end zone today, if you would have looked at how the Panthers' offense was playing at time, we would – if we didn't have those explosive plays downfield, I don't think we this game would have been the same. It's not no, like no. we just dinked and dunked and were able to move the ball like crazy. It was a big plays that got us ahead of the chains very quickly, you know, and put some points up in the board faster than the other team wanted them to go. And mm-hmm. I th- and that and I even think in the touchdown pass to Curtis Samuel should be considered an explosive play like that. Yeah. Um, as that these are all field go- I won't say all field goals. Mike Davis had a touchdown. Um, you know that DJ Moore pass led to a Mike Davis touchdown. I just don't know if the Panthers would have put up. I I don't know. Is that you just got to wonder if they would have gotten as many touchdowns without some of those explosive plays to really get that defense on their heels? I think it opened the game up, like CK said, for this for the Panthers' defense on the other side of the ball. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a big part of it. How about being able to hit DJ Moore when in he's wide open? Yes. In stride, y'all. Hey. Hey, it, it, was open. And to all the idiots, man, that continue, like there's like a subset of Panther fans that want to shit all over DJ Moore now and say, oh, he could be doing more. He's not, uh, you know, he's not this. And he's like, oh, he drops passes. Listen, man, your confidence is shaken when you know that even in the moments that you're wide open, you're a quarterback you're probably. Yeah, you're going to have to make the adjustment to the football and make a play. Mm-hmm. DJ Moore did his job. He got past the coverage. He did his job, and all he had to do was put his hands in front of him. He yes, didn't have to turn around. He oh, yep. didn't have to turn around and come back to the football because PJ Walker can throw a missile, man. I can't tell and- you. Like I, I, I have. I'm gonna challenge anybody to send me a video this season of Teddy Bridgewater throwing the ball that far down the field and the receiver not having to stop. Like every time they're going to give you the Christian McCaffrey catch, even though that was a catch, that wasn't a great pass. He had to die for that catch. No, no. Have you ever seen a broadcast? Have you ever seen a broadcast? This was a first for me that where you come into a broadcast and the starting quarterback is injured and then on like seven times they say this guy PJ the backup has the best arm on the team. Yeah, I, yes. <laughs> like, yes. it was like, it was like weird. Yeah. They like everybody so knew ball. You mentioned that man. Yeah, zip behind the ball, and you know what? It wasn't even that one DJ Moore pass that was perfectly hit in stride. Look at the swing passes to the outside. Every week, when Teddy Bridgewater throws that swing pass. It's completed. But it's you not know, where the ball needs to be. You know, also, right uh, on the numbers where it needed to be almost every single throw. If it needed to be back shoulder, he hit back shoulder. If it needed to be in front of the quarter, a receiver, he hit in front of the receiver. No, like, that's a great he point. hit the ball, and it was a had zip behind the ball too. That ball got there quick. That's a great point. And also, if you caught 
uh, one of the announcers said that that's what Joe Brady told him. That Joe Brady said that and he has by Jay far. Walker he said by, by far. far. Mm-hmm. He said by far the best arm on the football team. You I don't say that. Line that yeah, you, you don't yeah. say that about a guy like, that's a franchise quarterback. You would never like Teddy Bridgewater. If Teddy Bridgewater is the guy, you would never say that to the mm-hmm. announcer about that quarterback unless it's an obvious scenario like. Drew Brees in the twilight of his football career, not being able to throw the ball. You know, or you know if I mean? it's like, just obvious like it is here. Ooh. Right, that's what I'm saying, man. Mm-hmm. And look, that's why I, I'm going to double down. This The rest of this year needs to be an audition for P.J. Walker. I agree. We can make some it money off him if we don't keep him. He's, our, ma- he's our new little – he could be our new little Mike Vick. There you go. He's like Murray, a, Mike Vick, man, take your dude, take your pick, man. He has arm talent. His success like, today was not predicated on rushing the ball, though, and that's in, I mean, like him, he was not uh, like you're over there gushing about Taysom Hill and all this crap with the Saints before we got started. His sorry, and I'm ass. Right about that. no, you're not. Is that but this is PJ Walker right, didn't have to run all around and do all right. this? He won as a quarterback today, even when he was scrambling, he kept his eyes downfield. I like, I mean, he has the arm talent helped him today. It helped him in in a case. I just don't know in some ways. It's kind of like saying like, uh, well, if running around has these mobile quarterbacks has helped Cam stay in the league. Well, yeah. And arm talent can help you too. And being able to get the ball there quicker than the defender can get there. And he was – yeah, he wasn't perfect, but not bad today for a little fella starting his yeah. first game. Podcast brothers, yeah. how y'all doing? This is G Cavarcia. Hey, man, what a damn game. Shut the damn lines out, man. The damn shutout. Hey, I'm happy, man. Four and seven sounds better than three and eight, don't it? Sounds way yeah. better. It does. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, our damn defense played pretty good today, man. I'm not going to lie to you. Either our defense is damn clicking – or Detroit is really that damn sorry. Because even though I thought Detroit was going to put up a better fight than this, but we all know Matthew Stafford got that messed up thumb or whatever, you know, when Amadolo is out and their star running back is out, you know what I'm saying? So, oh, well, you know. But, and P.J. Walker, he looked okay, man. You know, he threw those, those two interceptions in the end zone. Like, what the flying fuck, man. Like, to me, I would use the tight ends, Ian Thomas, you know, Manhurst, you know, he tried to get that one pass, and, of course, he dropped it. I never really liked Manhurst. He was more of a blocking tight end than a – He is a tight end. But before I let you go, you guys notice one thing about the defense? You notice a turret uh, – Whitehead wasn't damn playing? Mm, looked kind of different, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. There's something that I don't know. I don't know. Y'all let me know. I'm happy for the win. Always remember, y'all keep keep pounding, man. Keep Thanks pounding, for the call, man. G. Pound. Uh, I think uh, I think we had definitely somebody said in the chat that uh, uh, is PJ the future, and then somebody said I like PJ, but we got to see less turnovers to call PJ the future. I, I I think we all can agree with that. Like I don't think mm-hmm. that's anything anybody can argue. Um, the the benefit, and I think the the most important point, and I think we all can agree on this, is the ceiling with PJ Walker is infinitely higher than with yes, what you have with Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. 
Teddy yes. Bridgewater, you know exactly what you're getting. And the so, problem is his best games are enough to get you a win, but his the problem is he can also have very bad games that cost you the win. And, so I want to I want to kind of bring up something about that to kind of add on that. Uh dude, that's the, I'm just going to put it blunt. Like this next week we're going to find out a lot about our coaching staff. Hey boys, I like that win. Oh, I told you about. That's my, that's my fault. fault. My fault. My fault. It was my fault. Okay. Okay. Uh, my thing is this: we're going to see what kind of decision makers we really have, because I want someone to make the case to me what would be the point in uh, letting Teddy Bridgewater start, other than the fact that you paid him a god awful contract worth millions of dollars that he's not uh, actually worth in terms of value. But like, what what point is there? to go forward with Teddy Bridgewater. Like, you're able to do new things on offense. And at this point, like I said, I don't think that we're going to be high enough in the draft to take a quarterback, no matter which one you're talking about, or at least not one of the big four. Well, maybe so, not after today, that's for sure. Right, but that's what I'm saying. So Teddy Bridgewater literally does nothing for this football team going forward. I, I just – I'm, I'm – I would end up losing a lot of respect very early on for Matt Rule if you know we're thinking that he's calling all the shots, right? If if Matt Rule decides to go with Bridgewater over PJ Walker, um, I'm, I might be a little bit more on on Greg's team. Get uh, ready to join my side, buddy. Spot, man. Get ready because it's not going to happen. I would be really disappointed, man. Yeah, Yeah. you've got to understand from their perspective, though, right? I mean, I think he agrees. I think he's going to let competition play out. But it's not as though – like, they're going to look at this also with – like I said, they're going to look at it as a whole. They were playing the Detroit Lions. They were playing a – hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. record than us. Hold on. Um, They were playing a Detroit Lions who, yes, were banged up, who, yes, who have a horrible defense – but also, even with that, still made those two mistakes in the red zone, right? And and here's the thing you've got to keep in mind coming into today, graded regardless of how they got there, Teddy Bridgewater in that offense was, uh, for the past, had the longest running streak of touchdowns while getting into the red zone. So you've got to keep that in mind. From that perspective, they've got to look at all sides of it. That's why I say when you say don't fault him, I mean, you've got to, and because they, they're going to have a competition. And they're going to look at this from that perspective. I agree. I don't think that. I I think here is let's slow. I would even say let's slow down on the P.J. Walker ceiling talk even yet. Like I'd like to see him do this another game or two before I get too excited about his potential of being an NFL quarterback in the long term. I think, too, that you don't – is it – you shouldn't expect teams to, particularly with a guy who has played – pretty darn well so far in Teddy Bridgewater. He's played adequately this season. He has not, again, been the major part of the team's struggles, right? It's, it's been but kind of messed up for him to lose his job to injury. The kind of question to me is if he comes back after the bye and then throws two picks to start and we're losing, what do you do? Um, yeah, and do they have the guts? I don't know. Man, you got to take – you got to really eat some humble pie, Cody, to start – P.J. Walker over Teddy Bridgewater unless you can mask it behind the injury. 
I know, and that's why I'm saying that this is a good test of character, I feel, for our coaching staff right now. Because, like everyone loves to say, oh, they handpicked Teddy Bridgewater to be the quarterback in this system. So they got their guy. But, like, even if you go back to that touchdown pass to Curtis Samuel, not only did it require arm talent, it required touch. It was over over the top, over mm-hmm. the head of the receiver. And kind of guts. That's what the thing it is. It's back guts. Of the end zone where only his receiver could make a play on the football. Like, mm-hmm. but, but what PJ has shown us today, whether or not he is or isn't the answer going forward, he has the tools to be the answer. The he arm has the tools talent, to be at least as good as Bridgewater. The arm talent, the mobility. Mm-hmm. And my thing is this. I'm not saying right now that, that P.J. Walker is our future, that we should double down and build mm-hmm. around P.J. Walker. No one's saying that right now. We're saying that he has displayed, one, the ability to amp up this offense and open up the playbook in a way that we have not been able to do. But also he shows all the traits that you want from a quarterback that you would build around. He does have the arm talent. I'm telling you, man, he has that weird thing like Kyler Murray has where even though they're five foot nothing, dude, he can hurl the football down the field Mm. and and, and is mobile. He can extend the play. He can roll out to his right, roll out to his left. He's nimble. I mean, I don't know how fast he is in a straight line contest, but listen, P.J. Walker deserves the opportunity to prove that he can either be the guy here in Carolina or be the guy somewhere else. Because mm-hmm. the guy is certainly something that Teddy Bridgewater will never be. Let's keep pounding through with these calls. The number is 252-228-5098. Podcast brothers, how y'all Wait, doing? we just heard that one. Let me see the next one. Hey, guys, it's Jason Collins from Colorado. And, up, oh, my Jason? God, I just want to scream <laughs> like a little girl on the phone right now. But in the interest of everybody's hearing, I'll save you from that. We just iced this one up. Got best performance of the season. I mean, I the defense, I mean, I'm mean, i convinced my Brian Burns jersey is magical because obviously <laughs> I get it, and now we get a shutout. So um, at this rate, uh, we'll have shutouts for the rest of the season, and we'll be the best team in the league. But no, we'll, uh, I, I like P.J. Walker, I got to say. He made some bad decisions. This is his first NFL start. I think those will go I'm not, away. I, you yes. know, he made he made some PJ explosive plays, mute up, delivered the ball down the field, and moved the ball for us. Um, and I just I feel like he has way more upside than Teddy Bridgewater. He may have a lower floor, but that's gonna riot. That's gonna come up as he as he uh, improves. So, granted, the the Giants or the, I'm sorry, the Lions are. A, garbage team i mean i think that we just proved that uh we're not the best team in the world and we just shut them down and um for everyone anyone who's not convinced about the coaching i mean that's what bad coaching looks like on that other sideline i'm that's so glad the truth. that we don't have matt patricia here calling our shots and um but anyway uh i loved what i saw today um i hope that we can keep this momentum going i like to see you know gross mottos Obata getting involved because that gives Brian Burns a chance to do what he does, and you know we just had a lot of a lot of flow. And uh, anyway, um, keep pounding, y'all. Oh, wow, wow. Two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Let's keep going. Hey, what's up, C three motherfucking podcast? It's your boy Run D and C Lovato. 
If you got kids what in the car, tell them to close their motherfucking ears right now. Fuck Teddy Bridgewater, okay? I'm going to say that right fucking now. I don't care if that dude runs <laughs> on the bench and drowns in the Gatorade tank. Fuck Teddy Bridgewater. I don't give a fuck, okay? P.J. Walker, you've seen what can happen in this offense if you have a quarterback who can fucking spread the field, throw a ball past the fucking line of scrimmage. This is what happens, okay? And guess what? I don't even think P.J. Walker is a great quarterback. This is just what happens if you have a guy who can throw the ball past the line of scrimmage, okay? It spreads their offense out so much. Our receivers can run. And I'm fucking, I'm, I'm happy as hell to see an entertaining football game on offense, okay? I don't care. I'm tired of watching these check down passes. I'm happy to see some deep passes, some intermediate throws. I'm just happy to see. I, I'll take the interceptions and deal. I'll take those interceptions. I, I'll fucking find, I'd rather see that than have a, uh, 35 for 40 yards, 35 out of 40 with 130 yards passing and one touchdown pass by Teddy, okay? I don't, I don't give a fuck about your little two-yard accuracy. Fuck you, Teddy Bridgewater. Stay on that fucking bench, you fucking bum, okay? What a fucking bum he is. <laughs> uh, I'm a little sad that we won the game because I wanted to draft the quarterback. I think we kind of knocked ourselves out of range for that now. But I don't care. I'm excited. I'm excited to see some entertaining football. And damn, Ryan Burns. Ooh. Ooh. Ryan Burns. All right. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Brian Burns. <laughs> that was the next. That was one call. Brian Burns. Uh, Tyler Lovato, I got to say, uh, Teddy didn't look all that excited on the sidelines today. Did y'all no. see Homeboy with the scowl, man? I know. Dude, it went over to him. And it looked like a man that was looking at his job going away from him. Mm. He looked mad, dude. He had a mask on. No one could see his face, and he still looked mad. He yeah, looked he, he looked angrier there than he does after he throws an interception. Yeah, right, dude. If you notice, whoever number three is on our football team, um, is that Greer? Fuck yeah. him. I'm Greer. That's how useless fucking Will Greer is. Uh, Will Greer like came up to Teddy and pat him on the shoulder, and it seemed like he was telling him like, uh, "Don't worry, man, it'll be okay. Like, it'll work You'll out." You'll find another team. Yeah, You'll yeah, find yeah. another team. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, Will, Will Greer is is already being relegated to emotional support instead of being a football player. I, here's here's the thing you don't want to hear: if Teddy doesn't start next week, it's going to be Will Greer. They're going to want to see what they have in him as well. No, you're not going to hear that. You will not hear that. Matt Rule has already come out and said, he came out and said this when it came to picking who was starting a day. I know he's not going to base it off of draft picks, but he, he also has said that it's going to be, he's going to base the start this week based on who, who did the best in practice. And he said that Will Greer has practiced very well all season. It's just when the, his number PJ played very back. well today. I don't think, that, yeah. yeah if, PJ Walker won a football game. I, no, 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 no. You guys are, you, you, what I'm trying to say right now is we can all agree we're not going to the playoffs, right? Right. Okay. So this offensive, like, not agreeing at this point. Yeah. I think PJ Walker has, could win us the Super Bowl. <laughs> He's, Will, yeah, yeah. Will Greer, they don't know what they have in, in him yet. I could see this coaching staff trying him out for a start. If it doesn't work for a quarter or a half, then fine. But I'm surprised, honestly, when we got down to the, the final quarter today that they didn't try to throw him in. Mm. Hey, uh, Tony, real quick before we go forward, 66 people watching, 44 likes. Man, hit the thumbs up. 
hit the like button, subscribe to our show, and share this with other Panther fans, man. We're trying to grow the C3 podcast, grow the C3 nation, man. We don't pull any punches here at C3. We're going to keep it honest. We have a bunch of different opinions that vary from all over Panther fandom. And uh, this show is for the fans by the fans, man. So hit the thumbs up, like and subscribe, hit the notification bell, and share this with all your Panther fans. Call into the cat calls. Be a part of the show, man. This Amen. show is for by you. 252-228-5098. What's up, fellas? It's Zach again. Uh, man, what a game. I'm not sure uh, what got into our defense this week, but I was glad to see it. I'll be interested to hear y'all's thoughts on that. Uh, defense played best game they've played in a long time. Definitely best time, best defense we've played all year. Uh, the offense looked pretty good. I mean, honestly, I don't think PJ looked worse than Teddy. I mean, I'm not sure he necessarily looked a lot better. I like the fact that he's more willing to take deep shots down the yep. field. I feel like that opens some things up for us. Uh, there's two end zone picks who are a little bit, you know, troubling, but eh, what are you going to do? I mean, I still like how aggressive he was. Uh, and as always, I really love this team. This, these are my guys, and uh, I'm glad to see him get the win today. Hopefully we can build on it uh Keep getting better as we go forward. All right, fellas, appreciate what you do. Have a good one. You know, if if, if PJ wouldn't have had thrown that second pick, I would have been coming on here saying like this is about as best of a game you could have expected from him, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I is that is the second pick was the one that kind of just puts a little damper on how good of a performance was in some ways. Uh, one of the things that was, and we've talked about this a little bit so far is kind of reading people's emotions after plays um, on the sidelines and some different things. Well, one that I was reading was P.J. Walker talking with whoever. They didn't even show who he was talking to directly after he threw that first interception. He was not down. He was upbeat, jazzed up, and ready to get back out there. So I think there was what I was most impressed by was his confidence out there today. His yeah. willingness, you know, and um, and some of them weren't great. I mean, there was a couple of times they said, oh, look at how great this is. He threw this receiver open. It was in zone coverage, the one, two. Ooh, I forget who it was. Maybe it was Curtis Samuel. There were a bunch of guys around him. I was worried about it. You know, you're worried, too, that these guys get a little – they're used to getting away with things, you know. He's used to outrunning those defensive linemen. It's a little bit more difficult in this league. So his arm talent's there. You just weren't hoping that he wasn't overly risky. And I don't think it was aggressiveness. That's what it was, a difference between riskiness and aggressiveness. Very excited by, um, actually, kind of just floored by how good he was today. Um, You know, is that the idea that the Panthers go out there and stomp him you know, you're kind of thinking yeah. after last week, we're kind of regressing towards that quarterback conversation going forward, and we might be just playing ourselves out of that quarterback position like you guys have mentioned. Let's keep going with these calls. Hey, boys. Can I, How you like that yeah. win? Let me mention real, real quick that this is what I'm talking about when it comes to the quarterback being the most important thing. You have to know whether you have a guy under center that you can depend on to make all the throws and do all the things. If you don't, then that's why the draft is so incredibly important. But it was it's never been about the draft for me. A lot of people on Twitter are like, <laughs> oh, you're just a draft guy. You want to draft yeah. a quarterback because you want to prove that you called it or blah, 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 whatever. 
dude, I don't give a shit. Let the Panthers take a, a whole nother position because then that means that PJ Walker ends up having enough potential that we're comfortable going forward with him. Like it's just about having the guy under center. It's the yeah. most important thing in the NFL. And if mm-hmm. you don't have it, you don't have a chance to be a legitimate continuous contender. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, two things I want to mention as I'm watching the game coming up or watching the, the Packers Colts game right now. I'm going the tickers going by at the bottom. Uh, people are going to hate me for this, but Cam Newton's the number one quarterback for the day so far. And two, they, they recognize PJ Walker as Philip Walker on the uh, ticker on, <laughs> on the stat line. Uh, so I had no idea who was talking about that. Philip Walker. Who the hell's that? How about this? D- Demir Bird is number one in receiving yards with like just over 130-something. Number two is DJ Moore at 127. Yeah, and Cam Newton has like 325 today. I know people hate me about yeah. Cam Newton. It's the first time in months I've mentioned him, so there you go. I'm going to bring it Cam up. Cam looked good today, too. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't see the whole game, so I can't like – give him a glowing endorsement if I didn't see everything. But a few of the plays that I did see from Cam and Tony's uh, favorite receiver in the history of the world, yep. Bird, man. Yep. they were fucking, they were balling today, man. Can I Curtis Samuel's bigger brother. I want DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. If you have to choose between th- you know, I, two I of them. I kind of agree with you. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think Robbie Anderson has been elevating his play here as of late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. DJ Moore has more receiving yards, more touchdowns, and a better catch average or better yards per catch than Robbie Anderson does. People today on the announcer were talking about, oh, Robbie Anderson is one of the top five receivers in the NFL, and he hadn't caught anything today. He's a top five receiver in the NFL in receptions. That's it. Did He's DJ like, Moore benefit? DJ Moore has better stats, period. Did DJ Moore benefit from a, uh, a new quarterback, though? And that is someone who is going to be going to the first read more? We talked about so. Kyle Allen going to DJ, 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 and all these catches. Is Was PJ Walker doing something similar today and getting hung up in that first read, or was it there? No, no, no. It was Here's pretty open, question. right? Is is. If if they believe Robbie Anderson is the guy, why wasn't he the first read? Right, right, and and you know, and on top of that, I mean, I, I think it's more or less the the better guy that's open for the for the receptions because, you know, even though DJ Moore wasn't was behind Robbie Anderson this coming into this game in in uh, receptions by like thirty, he was only like thirty yards beneath him in in, in right. uh, yard. Yeah, I mean, he's been great. I mean, he's been putting yards up after the catch. He's been getting hotter as the season goes on. You know, DJ kind of had a slow start. Robbie had a hot start. I don't want to fault Robbie. Um, It's not like he hasn't been playing. You know, I thought there that one play where he got caught, like, in the backfield for a loss, like he was trying to spin out. You're like, come on, Robbie. You ain't going to do all that. But I do think this. I just want to follow up on my point about P.J., and DJ, the PJ DJ hookup, DJ was open in those cases. It wasn't yep. to me like he was just going the DJ DJ DJ. It's just there was space there. There was space on the deep mm-hmm. ball. There was space on a lot of these. So I think he played well, and I do think he was able to distribute the ball. You saw Curtis Samuel get the touchdown. You saw Manhurts get the drop on third down late in the game, but like he was looking around, maybe not the most advanced reads in the world yet, but not bad for uh first time. I just want to say this, man, like I I love it too. And this is a part of the the 
the tandem that we have been believing in for what two or three years now? Like, how long have we been on this podcast, regardless of who our quarterback is, saying that dude DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel has a potential to be a lethal duo? And aren't I they mean, both running back? But and, and, see, this is this is the thing. <laughs> but it's like now, man, it's 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 a little. Too little, too late, in my opinion. I still maintain I don't want to pay more than one of these guys. As much as I would love to have both Curtis and DJ, and I still think you would pay DJ more first. But, man, I mean, we had an opportunity. If we had, if we could have put a better quarterback and a better quarterback play with both of these guys earlier in their contracts, it could have been phenomenal. But I don't right know. Now, I don't know if I'm I'd like to see them together. I don't think together they can be the top of the top. I think they can be serviceable. I think they could be good. And probably with the right quarterback could potentially be great. Like a Peyton Peyton Manning type offense could have done a lot with that. But I really want to see us get a guy like who was missing for the Lions today, like a Kenny like a Galladay. Like I need a bigger bodied fast receiver like a dk metcalf i know that's cherry picking the best receiver statistically in the league at the moment but it would be nice to put dj running space with player with a guy who can be a downfield and possession threat that's kind of what i've been going for you know what tony that's that's funny it almost sounds like you want us to add a tight end to this group yes just not in the first round just not in the first round just not in the first not, round. Okay. There's not one good enough in the first round, I don't think. This oh, year. there is this year. Oh, yeah. Nope, nope, nope. Yes, nope. there is. No His way. Name is Kyle Pitts. Brad Dugan, our longtime listener, knows all about him. I've, His name is Kyle Pitts, and he's a G. And by the way, you guys told me this about Jake Butt. Butt. They told me about Jake Butt. They told me about this about Mike Gusecki. They told me about this for whoever. Mike is playing good. Yeah, but not first round good. Not first round good. Well, first, first round team doesn't need would a you lot spend to build a, on. Would you, would you spend a first round pick on Travis Kelsey or George Kittle if you knew that that's what kind of player you were getting? Travis Kelsey, yes, but that's also generational type tight end right there. I don't know, man. I can say there's uh, yeah. four or five you said the people, the same right people now, said this thing about OJ Howard. Yeah. They said the yeah. same crap about OJ Howard. Jack Doyle or whatever his name is. They said all of this about Dallas Godert. They said all of this about no. Goddard's not bad. Yeah, he's Goddard's fine. He's fine. But you, I don't think that just like if you're going to give me this crap about you don't do a top 10 pick for Derek Brown, don't give me this crap about a top 30 pick for a tight end. Um, Let's keep going. You're judging men based on what I Yeah. Yeah, and you're right. And you know what? Maybe uh, it's statistics. Maybe it's statistics, but you can't pick two tight ends out of history being Tony Gonzalez and Travis Kelsey and be like, well, would you draft them in the first round? Uh, of course I would. But I'd also draft Tom Brady in the first round, and he was a six-rounder. 252 uh, 228 I win. I told you about PJ. Well, PJ. I told you. I wish there was a, I wish there was a preseason. <clears throat> That's why I wanted it, so he can get some reps and maybe compete for the starting job, kind of like Russell uh, Wilson did. I mean, I mean, he made those two interceptions were bad, but like it was a defense played great. I mean, I won't. It was great to see, but like 
I still don't want to put like all my confidence in it because the Lions are playing with a banged up right, you know, hand for uh Matthew Stafford or might have been the left without the running back and two two of their main receivers, but still the way they got after the quarterback has you know definitely. This game was probably the best game, like, overall with both offense and defense that I've seen this year. I think they should keep P.J. Tucker, uh, Tucker. Keep riding them until he disproves or show you nothing, really. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. he kills it today. I like I was open. We ain't going to the playoffs, so fucking ride him. Let's see what he got. Peace. Peace. That's it would man. take. The guts it would take to sit a quarterback that you brought in on a three-year deal, a quarterback that in the face of questions you have defended as potential. And and look, I'm going to give Joe Brady a pass on this. What is he going to say? No, that Teddy Bridgewater isn't a franchise quarterback. You don't ever throw your own players under the bus. But the fact that the Panthers, the idea of the Panthers sitting – a guy that they thought would be a bridge for P.J. Walker. Holy cow, what a signal that would be. But is there any player more well-suited to step into that role and for the coaching staff to be able to do this than one that Matt Rule has a history with? Right. And, yeah. you know, the, like 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 Cody said, man, this is a maker. This is going to tell us a lot about the coaching staff coming up on what decision they're going to make with this because this is a no-risk-it-no-biscuit league. Period. This, it, imagine if 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 uh, Matt Rule decides to run with PJ Walker, okay, and PJ wins two more games this year, and the next season he comes out and he wins ten games, you're going to praise Matt Rule for his for his uh, you know accomplishments, right? So there's 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 the benefit if you risk it, but there's always the chance he could not do well. But we're already not doing well with Teddy Bridgewater anyway, so why not go ahead and risk it? One of my like friends on Twitter today, because, you know, as this game's unfolding and we're kind of celebrating P.J. Walker in the moment, there, there's a group of people who know that we've been um, critical of Teddy. And so they're like, whoa, whoa, hold your horses, hold your horses. And one of my buddies brought up a good point is like, and, and I do think it's important, like C.K. said, is to take into consideration who we're playing. And that is right. that the the Detroit Lions are not a world beater. And he said, well, and and to think about this is, look, they gave up, they allowed 27 points against um, the the football team. They allowed a lot of points by injured Jacksonville Jaguars team. So they have not been able to stop people. Um, but I also, he said, think about what this would look like if you were playing a Tampa Bay defense or something. And I was thinking about this a little bit. I don't know if, uh, man, if you thought about what happened last week in the third quarter, we come out tied and uh, going into the half, 17 all. So it's a 0-0 game. Mm-hmm. The third quarter uh, was a was a trouncing for a lot of things. The defense ultimately would give up some points but did hold some field goal opportunities. Our offense could create nothing. And I wonder, would P.J. have been any worse? I don't know. I don't think so. And I think um, that his ability to push the ball downfield and that aggressiveness keeps some defenses honest. And I think the Teddy Bridgewater underneath game has a limit to it. And so I would like to see P.J. against a better defense. 
Mm-hmm. I, I think that I think that anybody who is saying about you know pointing out the team, which is a fair point, that you do have to consider the fact we were playing the 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 Lions. Once again, they had more wins than us, and I'll I'll point you back to the Atlanta Falcons game. We didn't say that when we beat the Falcons, who were a sorry ass team, and we damn sure didn't bring that up when the Falcons beat the shit out of us. I'm so, so disappointed in the Falcons so, allowing down. I think we that did. We did. To, we did bring that up with the Falcons. We that was a that was a big part of the conversation. Like we was were getting okay. excited. Yeah, we well, were getting excited, and we had. Like, but that was his only 300 yard game, so, too. So <laughs> People remind Falcons, me of that. We, we, we pointed out we we mitigated his stats with the Falcons. That hey, it's the Falcons. Honestly, and, I we, think, and we beat them. We didn't. We pointed out that how bad they were. And we maybe lost. not enough. Yeah, I agree with you. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Detroit's not a great team. But I would compare them to the Falcons, and we traded team traded games with them. So I mean, it's not like you know, Bridgewater played significantly better against way better or worse offenses or defenses. We lost to the Falcons once. Terrible. And again, like we, you know? Teddy Bridgewater is who we thought he was. Mm-hmm. Like we had a preconceived notion of him, and sometimes, in fact, most times in life, your preconceived notion ends up to be wrong. But this is one of the occasions where we weren't. We have always known who Teddy Bridgewater is. We gave him the opportunity to change our minds and win us over and do all of the things that we didn't think he could do, and he didn't do it. So I really just can't imagine anyone making a a, a legitimate uh, argument that Teddy Bridgewater should be the starting quarterback of this football team. That's a joke. It's an absolute joke. And I think that, listen, uh, and Tony's gonna get mad at me. I don't give a shit, dude. I'm right. I know my I know my quarterbacks, and I stand by the things I say on quarterbacks. That's part of the reason too why the New Orleans Saints didn't kick the can down the road and play Jameis instead of Taysom. Sean Payton put his money where his mouth is. He said, "I've been telling you all that Taysom Hill is a starting quarterback, and I'm gonna start him." And I haven't watched that whole game today. But when you see how that Saints offense is able to open up, when they're able to throw the football down the field, when they're able to use their quarterback on an RPO and roll them out and outrun a linebacker and get the touchdown, it opens up your offense, and Sean Payton knows that. It only goes to say what I've been saying about franchise quarterbacks. You need to have a mold and a foundation of a quarterback that can do things that allow you to be successful even when you're up against a good defense. That's what happens, man. And how coincidental is it? Taysom Hill started today on the day when P.J. Walker started, and they both got a W. And they're both having to be the backup for a dink and dunk quarterback that can't throw the football down the field. I'm telling you, man, you have to have the answer at quarterback. And I fear that the Saints probably have theirs, and the Panthers need to know if we have ours. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Cody, what you were saying there, the, the point of the Saints, why they didn't kick the can with James Winston, they went with Taysom, Taysom Hill, same reason they got rid of Bridgewater. They could have kept Bridgewater. If they thought he was the guy that was going to succeed, you know, Drew Brees, you keep him. Drew Brees has one or two more years left, period. So if you have Bridgewater there as the answer, why don't you keep him? They kept. They didn't let go of him because they knew he wasn't the answer. Right. You know. I mean, they knew he wasn't the answer. Let's not at. Hold on. Let's let's hold our roll with this damn Taysom Hill. He went eighteen for twenty three passing. Okay. He had one long pass of forty four yards. That's it. 
He the 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 one thing he did different is he ran the ball. He had two touchdowns today. Right? Taysom Hill nice was ten, had no, 10 carries. Nice 10 carries for 50 yards and two. Let's not act like he was just down there stretching Zero the field. Passes. Come on. We got to go watch. We'll hey, go watch it. Rushing touchdowns count just as many points as passing touchdowns. And, and you know what? The same argument that I'm making for uh, PJ Walker is what Sean Payton is doing with Taysom Hill right now. Instead of wasting time, but he put him as the starting quarterback. And now going forward, he's going to have reps with the ones. He's going to have better time to, to know the routes, get on the same page with the receivers. And, yeah, eventually you're going to see him get more comfortable in that offense and throw the ball down Let the field. Let me tell you this. And is I, that I if, if he would think. not have started Taysom Hill today, though, he would have looked like the fool for paying him $13 million bro, to be a gadget bro, player. Bro, think about this for a second, guys. Jameis Winston is younger than Taysom Hill. Yeah, Taysom Hill's yeah. thirty, bro. He ain't the future. He he might be able to get you a year or two. Oh, that's, dumb. that's dumb. It's not young, bro, bro, bro. Listen, here's Cam a- is thirty. He is not, uh, and he's always been hurt. He's always been hurt. Thirty six, thirty seven, Brady. What everybody's what everybody's trying to do right now is they're going to try to compare Taysom Hill to Cam Newton. Cam Newton, if you guys believe Cam Newton could do it, why can't Taysom Hill? We saw Cam Newton perform deep ball accuracy to a max. He was an MVP in this league, mm-hmm. and he was a quarterback in that league, right? He was quarterbacking. He was making the, the throws that he needed to make, right? Taysom Hill is relying solely on his athleticism to yep. get people off the board. The problem Preach. with that is that is going to go away in the next three to five years. You're right. Preach. You're right. Or the next year. Years, in the next three to five years. Oh, okay, you're talking about a bunch of quarterbacks that are in the NFL right now that are over 40 years of age. Number yeah. two. First of all, these are transcendent quarterbacks. You cannot compare Taysom Hill to a Tom Brady to a Drew Brees. I don't even no, want to hear that. Right, you can't. And, and I wasn't defending Taysom Hill, just so y'all know. Listen, I, listen. Yeah. We're, get, we're on Cody now. Don't you worry. Listen, I don't give a damn, man. I, listen, every time I say something about quarterbacks, I'm right. So I don't mind being a little arrogant. Being Too bad arrogant. Taysom Hill's not a quarterback. He's a great tight end. Okay, but listen, but for the same would you, reason. Would you uh, no, pick him in the first round? Oh, my God. For the, for the same reason that Bill Belichick wanted to open up his offense with a player like Cam Newton, that is 100% the same reason why Sean Pitt is making that decision right now. You know what's so funny? Bozo now. Y'all can say he's a Tim Tebow so, now. Just like everything, everyone's going to see them right eventually. He's yeah, sorry, bro. You are going right, to see on, that on, he's on, sorry. On. That's what you're going to see. Like, here's the thing. So, obviously, his first his first series, he had an eight-yard pass. It was short right to Michael Thomas. Who would have thought, fine. right? Exactly, right? Fine. Right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. And then uh, Taysom Hill scrambles. Taysom Hill pass incomplete short. Uh, Taysom Hill short left. Taysom Hill short incomplete right. Taysom Hill short. Short. I have yet to see. Like, I'm going through every one of these. He is, he is, he is Teddy Bridgewater. This sorry. He did have that deep pass, that 23-yard pass. To, uh, that was a 23-yarder. Give credit in a few weeks when I'm right, and, and it's obvious that I'm right. I'm telling you, y'all. Bro, bro, all right. 
I got five North on West. it. Damn, Taysom North Hill West. is not the answer to anybody. Oh, no, he's you know not why the they answer. won today, Cody? It had nothing to do with Taysom Hill. It had everything to do with the fact that that uh, Saints defense destroyed right. Matt Ryan. Destroyed him. Yep. Well, wasn't that Saints defense down nine to seven or nine nothing going into halftime? No. The Falcons only put up nine points. It was it was yes. close to that. It was a close to that. I, mean, and I thought they were three, but they weren't. Like that wasn't the halftime, was it? Okay, okay. But yeah, okay. All right, let's keep going. Day. The number is 252-228-5098. Call and tell Cody how wrong he is about Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill um, is not a fair dress quarterback. Bro, he let's had one deep pass the entire three. game. Uh oh! I've been I've been fooled by this before, so let's see. Boy, <laughs> Mike, play from the beginning, please. I'm surprised what? by this. What it uh, do, C three? It actually is your boy, Mike, <laughs> aka Supreme Leaders. Shout out to uh my man, Jason from yes. Colorado, I believe. Yeah, you had me fooled <laughs> on Tuesday. I, I was like, Wait, I didn't I call. Didn't call into the show on Tuesday. Wait, did I call into the show on Tuesday? <laughs> that was. I love so this. This shows a lot of community right great. here. Yo, so what a difference! Uh, what a difference a week makes uh, without tired uh, whitehead. Um, you know how annoying it is to have like this, you know, unsightly white heads on your face. Oh, just want just about to rupture them off. You know, um, I'm not gonna say that. Well, you know what? I'm gonna say it. Fuck it. We shut out the lions. Uh, and tired whitehead wasn't on the field, so I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, say it. I'm happy. This is a game we should have won, and we won it. Um, I am definitely, uh, definitely, my next jersey is going to be a Burns jersey. Oh, cheesy, my kneesy. Uh, (laughs) Let's hope we can, uh, you know, let's hope for the best for these uh, Next few games, um, it's a COVID year. We are one of the teams that had the most to deal with as far as new faces, new coaches, rookies, blah, blah, blah. So with our record this year, um, we should have expected this, you know, but it's, it's good to get a win. Um, these, these announcers are ass meat trash. Oh, he was um, awful. What was he even? Yeah. Field goal against yes. the with the field goal because we were down by two these announcers are straight ass meat guys uh last note did he call him ass meat the tight end yes uh <laughs> i'm sorry tony but if there's a good tight end in the first round and we got a mediocre draft pick this is a plant okay, call let's do it i don't see many free agents out there to take so um mm. Hey guys, I don't think so. I think uh, it's the pre call. you hate me, Tony, but oh well. <laughs> it's a plant. It's a plant. Um, 
I, I do want to point out that uh, Teddy Bridgewater is 0-1 versus the NFC North while this year, while P.J. Walker is 1-0 against the NFC North. Mm. I'm putting that up. Mm. <laughs> Uh, Walker's undefeated in the NFL. He um, is, yeah. uh, and Brian Burns is freaking amazing. Um, I can't wait to see. And you know the Yoder, 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 Mosh, Matos. Um, I'm starting to become a believer. Yeah, Cody, you you you're pulling me to your side on this. Um and F.A. Obata looked big yeah. today, didn't he? In the face, it, he looked like it's almost like you should have faith in my opinion on player talent, Tony Don. It's almost like that, bro. I'm telling you, Gross Matos. I had a first question. round, I, whatever, bro. I had him as a first round pick. I had him uh, with a really good grade. I think I had him at twenty something. We picked him up in the second round. I think he has a ton of potential, man. The dude's six foot five, two hundred and sixty-five plus pounds, long arms like the Golden Gate Bridge. He can set a physical edge. He has pass rush maneuvers. He's not necessarily the most bendy, the most fast, but dude, that's what we have Brian Burns for. And and all right, and you're right. Like, you made me a believer. Let's trade uh, for Taysom Hill to play tight end for us. I'm down. Oh, out. too much. Hey, how about, he's better than the tight ends we got, you know? Maybe we might want to play quarterback, too. Who knows? Oh, shush. 252-228-1598. It's Jason again. Holy shit, I forgot to say the most exciting thing for me, and that's that we didn't play to hear Whitehead, and then look, boom, we have a shout-out. So that must mean that I hear Whitehead that is the problem with everything and that everyone is now starting quality, and uh, it's going to be all sunshine and rainbows, but... Uh, I had to get that thought, and I want to hear what you guys have to say about that. Do you think it was really just him, or did other people step up? I mean, I saw Corn Elder out there, Russell Douglas making plays, Shaq Thompson at the end breaking stuff up. I mean, it seemed like everyone really had their heads in it. Um, but uh, anyway, um, peace out. Keep pounding. I do think it was. I'm going to say this. I do think it was just him. And and I'm not trying to detract away. As look, Justin Burris had a very good game. I think that we saw Shaq Thompson have a, a pretty good game, right? I think that it was addition by subtraction. Is that I don't know. We'd have to watch Jermaine Carter Jr. and how well he did. I just felt like we looked faster over the middle. And I feel like if we would have had this defense out there on that third and nineteen, where you guys are all talking junk about the three drop you know, rush three, that we would have been able to stop that guy from getting 19 yards. I think we just swarmed to the ball a little bit better. But another thing is we did see this defensive line just generate a lot more pressure today. Um, and it was in a lot of four-man fronts. I didn't feel like it was a lot of blitzing. We were getting it done, though. And how did that defensive line – what was it? Why were they? Are they stepping up and getting better, or is this really just us finally capitalizing on a shitty, shitty offensive line? I don't think it's that. I think it. I think it. Yeah, that has a part to do with it. But I also think that it has a lot to do with the fact that uh, if you look at the play calling, the uh, Detroit Lions were not trying to be aggressive. Matthew Stafford was coming in with a, a, a thumb injury, so I think you saw the play calling really kind of pushing for those quick shots. Uh, or over the middle, and the problem was if we had an improved middle linebacking core that was able to cover the middle, um, then that prevented them from being able to get those quick snaps out. 
And then what happens is now our defensive line was in the backfield quicker. I do think it was a combination of both. I think uh, Whitehead not being there is is actually one of those things. We heard it in the call earlier, addition by subtraction. Our defensive line was able to get to the quarterback because he was holding on to the ball longer because he didn't have an open receiver. CK said it all. All right. Very well said, sir. Oh, Panthers, Sam, Panthers Nation. Oh, what a beautiful thing today was. Y'all see that? Y'all see that real motherfucking quarterback out there slanging and getting it? How can you not love it? You cannot love it. You love to see it, as they say in the Twitter world. I mean, I get it. It's the Lions, but still, like, dude, come on. If you can't watch that game and understand, like, why P.J. Walker should be a, a, a bigger part of our future than Teddy Bridgewater, then man, I'm sorry, but <sighs> not sure. I'm not sure you know the X's and O's well enough. I, I'm just That's not sure. Right, you, man. I'm just not sure you know it. And I'm sure there's I a bunch agree. of well, you know, well, 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 it's the line. No, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. The man's got Definitely. the intangible. And man, for, for his first NFL, he plays play, like he's got he a Teddy B D. The game, give him that, but. You know, as the game played yeah. out, he, he looked poised. You know, he he had it, man. He got it. This is my my opinion. This should be his team, yo. The hell with Teddy. We should have freaking started this kid before the trade deadline and got best call like, tonight. I don't know, maybe like a like a, a couple of seventh round picks for Teddy's busted, broken bum ass because that's all he is at this point. Yeah, and don't be trying to. Play. Ooh, I got a good we scenario for you. Always been a bum. Always going to be a bum. Bum, 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 bum. I'm sorry. I know everybody likes to try to apologize for this man and his bumness, but, man, nah, nah. We ain't having it. We ain't dealing with it. Apologizing for his bumness. I like that. Keep being a goddamn bum. (laughs) Like to point out that P.J. Walker hasn't lost a game for us yet this season either. So, I mean, (laughs) you know, Ah. as far as win percentage goes, he's got Teddy beat by miles. Like a lot of miles. I mean, you know, and then Brian Burns eating today, and our our D line looked pretty good today. Can't complain. Um, Dan, yeah, it's the Lions, but whatever, man. Like I, I think, I think you know, this was a glimpse into the future with the right pieces in place. What this team could be on almost every given Sunday, if uh, if things are put into the right place. You'll love to see it, you know. And don't think for a minute, I'll be like, ah, he stopped. No, Teddy's still a bum. Teddy's still a bum. Teddy's still a bum. Bum, 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 bum ass. All right? Mark it down. Bum, 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 bum. he's ever going to be. Josh Mass signing out. Yo, it's PJ Walker sees out here. What is the, okay, so how do you approach this? If you could, if you are... And I'll give this to Cody to start. If you are the Matt rule in this situation and you have the guts to do whatever, you're not handicapped by PR. You're not handicapped by what the contract is. What's the right way to approach this? Is it to start P.J. Walker, 25 years old, and if he continues to play well, 
uh, maybe consider that you don't have that you played yourself out of a draft pick and to think that we go into next year with a real true quarterback kind of competition and uh, P.J. Walker has a legitimate chance to be the starter next year? Or do you play P.J. Walker, have success, and then think of both of them as potential trade bait as you then try to go after your franchise quarterback? So let me let me say this, man. Can we take a moment? And this is still on, I promise I'm not changing the subject, but okay, so that was Josh, right? You have guys like me and Josh who have been on team tank for a quarterback, actually excited about what the Panthers have right now, about what they're doing right now. I mean, that shows that it was never about just drafting a quarterback. Now, to answer your question directly, Tony. I can't think of any team, especially that's going to be picking up in range for a quarterback, that are going to take a bundle of a, of a dink and don't tell you Bridgewater that, one, we're trying to get rid of after we paid, but then an undrafted player who, you know, who knows what P.J. is going to do the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, no, that's what I'm saying. You, like, our what about Chicago? Up, even still. I don't think like, so, yeah. No, like they're probably going to have. Uh, they just paid Foles, didn't they? And they're going to have a record that looks just like ours. Like they're yeah. probably going to be in the range that that we are too. So it's like. But if you trade Teddy for him, and then you have your first round pick, and you t- say, "Hey, we will trade you a thirteen and a fourteen for a six round for a number six, you could do that. Do you I mean, think Chicago's going to look at us and say they want Teddy Bridgewater for a 13th pick in the NFL draft? Mm. No. no. Well, they are win now, kind of. That's another town that doesn't have a quarterback, and they're desperately trying to find the guy after they've missed on Mitch Trubisky. Like, did, did, the, the same thing. You could get something for Teddy, though. You could get something for him. You yeah, could get something for him, maybe, but not. Not. I don't think you're going to get more than like a third round pick for Teddy. To be truly yeah. honest with you, yeah. You know. So are He's you comfortable kind of with PJ Walker being a starter for a whole season? Then I'm cool uh, with that. After just one game. After one game, I've he's put everything out there. Teddy Bridgewater did but showed me he has more potential. Tony, give us a better reason as to why Bridgewater should start over PJ. Yeah. I, first is I'm, I've am i not been a Bridgewater fan, so I don't really... I don't have to say it, like, to play the devil's advocate. Like, can you think right. of... All right, yeah, is that one is that I would say is uh, he's more experienced, number one. Uh, number two, as less prone to turn the ball over, maybe you could say. Uh, and number three mm-hmm. is that he is more of a general on the field at this point when it comes to identifying coverages, doing this and that. Like that's what they like to say, at least the coaching staff likes to say. Um, so I think it's those three things. It's like steady Teddy, steady Teddy, steady Teddy is the reason that you would start Teddy. Um, now, out of all the reasons that you just mentioned. Do you believe any of them? Are they good enough to you to actually make sense enough to say, oh, okay, yeah, maybe we should start Teddy? 
after today, no. I, I want to say no after today, just because there was a, a an excitement factor to that. The offense didn't really yeah. lose um lose anything today. If anything, it gained something. Right, and I think it did lose know, a little bit the running game, but that that's just because again we were. I mean, if you guys look, I mean, our running game was very much hindered. The only have- the longest. The longest run of the game was DJ Moore's 21 yard run, and that was just a, a, a an end around for him. So we have to open up the passing game. We have I mean, to get better about not getting these delayed games. We got yeah. away with one. We had one. We've burned timeouts, and I think at you this point, all- then we had the 12 men in the offense huddle problem. Another problem. Do you guys think here's the lesson one question we have not asked, and if you want to say something before that you can. Did Joe Brady can we be done with this Joe Brady for head coach conversation right now? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. No. yes. What did you talk what I mean you're seeing what has Joe Brady done to make him a head coach? One four games? Guys, God, okay, how about this? An undrafted quarterback just came in on a couple of days' notice. And won a fucking football game. You can't, that's not you Joe can't Brady, though. That's not Joe Brady, and that doesn't mean that it's a quarter a head coach. Why does that mean that? If anything, that just says like good job at doing the job you're doing now. It doesn't say anything about being a head coach. Into the king of the yards after the catch in a game where we are games that doesn't are, produce are, are, wins have been co- right okay but listen this is what I'm this is what you're all failing to understand while Joe Brady is dealing with a bunch of as Tony says a bunch of guys who ain't it and a bunch of starters and a bunch of has-beens or whatever Joe Brady's offense is putting us in a spot to win football games man with Teddy Bridgewater, such and this is Teddy such Bridgewater an exaggeration yeah. of reality. Hey, this is such an exaggeration. Is that like you want to tell me this? Like, no, like the, the play calling today was that. not fantastic, and I'm not dumping on it. But they got concerned the before we picked before he threw his second pick, we ran, 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 and then put him in a difficult situation there. No, is that the the offensive game was adequate? And that's fine. I'm not even saying he's being a bad corner. But what does did you see today that continues to say, you know what, we can give a franchise to this guy? Nothing. So here's There's nothing. Nothing. Wait, hold on. You're asking me? Okay, so one, uh, DJ Moore, uh, and he was just hit for the first time today. DJ Moore continues to be wide open. Curtis Samuel continues to have spots. That's, that's the offensive open. coordinator's fault. That's all offensive fault. coordinator all is, is literally But how does that make him a head coach? Right. That doesn't make him a head fault. coach. I'm not saying that Joe Brady should go anywhere. And if I'm Joe Brady, I think he should stay here and learn a little more yeah. uh, under Matt Rule. Okay, That's what I want to happen. But you guys are literally missing what's right in front of your face. We're not missing no, anything. No, what I'm no, saying no, is this is I'm not going to go and marry this chick who just gave me quick blowjob in the back of the car. Cody, hold on. Is elevating the subpar talent on an offense no, that no one. No, no, McCaffrey, And McCaffrey hadn't even been playing for us. No, Cody, I mean, you're, you're, you're telling me. 
you're telling me that DJ Moore catches a ball, misses two tackles, gets through two tackles, and gains an extra 18 yards, and that's Joe Brady's cause? That's I'm Joe not, Brady that did that? Like that is not Joe Brady that did that. Dude, go, ahead and, go ahead and give hey, go ahead and give Joe Brady to the Jets. Let's see what he you're does. Trying to say that give Joe Brady to the Jets. Let's see what he does. You cannot give credit to the players for making the play and then not give credit to the engineer. You're right. You're right. But you can't give all the credit to the coach. It's not all the coach's fault. I'm not giving that, 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 all the credit to the but, coach. But, you, but you're saying you're it elevates right. him to the point where he should be, he should be a coach, head coach. Like, it's absolutely absurd based on what Joe Brady is doing. I agree. We have four wins. We have four wins. We have four wins. Yeah, I do think it's absurd. I think it is absurd to think that anything he's done qualifies him to be a head coach. If anything is that right now, he needs to prove Other offensive coordinators would not have been as successful as Joe Brady is. That's not my point. That's not my point. That's not my point at all. doesn't mean he should be a It's a different point. It's a different point. Here's the part of it. Today, we saw him actually make some mistakes. He wasn't getting his formations out there in time. We saw him be a rookie offensive coordinator in the NFL. All right. That's why I'm saying that he will not be a head coach next year. And it's not because he's not playing like drawing up a good offensive plan. I think our record is going to be bad enough to where nobody's going to want to hire him because our record. I mean, we can all say all we want to say, but the reality is he came in here and our offense has been decent and one of the better ones in the NFL. But at the same time, has not produced the same way that and it should. Let me finish. Oh, my God. All right. Listen. It's been and, and it has a lot to do with the talent on the on this team and his scheme has been really oh just listen, Cody. Here's the thing: we have been so frustrated by his dink and dunk. I'm gonna die. Have oh you not? My God. All right, we know that Teddy Bridgewater has an arm to get the ball down the field, right? We get we've seen him do it. Sometimes, we've seen him do sure. it. Joe Brady has the power to force that, and he has not. He has been okay with this underneath dink and dunk oh, offense. So he's got to run on the field and slap Bridgewater in the ass and make him hey, throw the ball. You, down you just field. said that you shouldn't oh, give him. You, but here's listen to what you're saying. In one breath, you're saying that Joe Brady should be given credit for the after the catch yardage. Yes. But on the same same note, you're saying he shouldn't be given for blame for the- that system. Yes. For implement, listen. I'm not saying that it's been perfect. How about this? I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is to all three of you. I'm not saying that he'll be a head coach next year, but I guarantee you, at the end of this year, Joe Brady will get requests from other football teams. Oh, see, that's not fair. Of course, he'll get requests. Of course, he'll get requests. Come on, he's not going to be hired. Of course, he'll get requests. That's not the question. We're we're debating him being a head coach. We're not debating him getting requests. Come on. If you're a candidate to be a head coach, and I'm an NFL decision maker, hold on, hold on, and I'm an NFL decision maker, and I come to you, and offered you a head contract to be my head coach. Does that not mean that an NFL franchise thinks that Joe Brady has shown enough 
to be the head coach of a football team. Maybe, or maybe they're just running through the yeah, motion. They're, they're just ex- Let me ask you There's something. a difference between getting a request for an interview and getting an offer, bro. Like, let's go ahead. Let's be clear about that, Cody. You cannot be like, I guarantee you he will get a, he will get an interview and then be like, and then when he gets an offer, do you not tell me that he's a, right? No, is that, like here's the, the idea is, dude, yeah. is this offense has been pretty cool. It's been better that he has proven a lot to me about being a yeah. coordinator. But that, again, does not prove anything to me is that you are is it is this is puppy love. If you think that it is it's too quick, I want to get married to this chick after the second date. And I'm sorry, it's like, is that I am not taken away from him being an offensive coordinator. But guess how many want? No, I'm not at all. I don't think so. No, is that just because you're great at your job, that your job does not mean that you're going to be great at a different job. Mm-hmm. It's a sure, completely right. different job. And, dude, how many great offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators have we seen suck a dick at head coaching? So, no, I am not going to go overboard for him doing what he was supposed to do. He was supposed to be a good offensive coordinator. Right. Has he been exactly. transcendent? No, he hasn't been transcendent. He's not been, oh, I'd revolutionized the game. No, he hasn't done any of that. He has been competent and better than expected from someone who needed to see more. What did you need to see from Joe Brady? To be a head coach? How about this? Experience. Experience. And I agree with you. I don't want Joe Brady to go anywhere. His benefits are I didn't say go anywhere. I said, can we end the head coach talk this early? It's right. been premature, bro. It has been premature. Cody, and and I mean, and like, and unless you just want to say, look, even Cliff, King, we were sitting here going, Cliff Kingsbury, really? You're gonna give? He right. was about to get right. fired in the Big Ten or the Big Eight or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and we were like, man, you're gonna give him a job? He at least had head coached a team. What if the Panthers finish eight and eight or nine and seven, and and we're gonna want a stretch? Down the road here, but PJ Martin well, then Phil Snow point. should be a head coach. Then they, they, Phil they, Snow they, should they, be a head coach. Story, but we're not there yet. We're not there yet. So you can't you can't project that on us right well, now. Well, then I'm hiring Cody, Phil Snow. Cody. I'm hiring Phil Snow. He took b- more bums and did better. I How about that? Then he deserves Cody, to be a head coach. Also, pretend that you haven't seen the things that has people interested. And being an offensive coordinator. That's what I see. I've got I'm exactly. interested in him being a coordinator at this point. I've not seen anything that says that this guy has the fortitude just yet. Is look, he's gotta make his bones, bro. He ain't made his bones yet. Two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Let's move on a little bit and get through some of these. Okay. Calls. If this person speaks. Quiet. It's a two minute and twenty eight second call. I do have one question that I want to ask Cody before we after we get. All right, go ahead because this call is a bust. Go ahead. All right, Cody has. Let me ask you, who's done a better job at their job, Eric Bieniemy or or uh, Joe Brady? Eric Bieniemy. What kind of? Okay, so so Eric Bieniemy is not a head coach yet. What makes you think Joe Brady has a has a chance should, should get the chance to be? But one, okay, but that that's a flaw. I'm, I'm just asking. I'm saying. Joe- Eric yeah. Bieniemy should have been a head coach years ago. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, so let's get over the Eric Bieniemy stuff. Andy Reid's back there doing half the work, man. 
Oh my God, Tony, dude! There is a reason why the NFL has been talking about Eric Bieniemy as a head coach. And I wanted him to be our head coach. Now that was who I wanted. Way, listen to what J Dub said. Uh, the the league is buzzing about Brady being a head coach. We didn't create this narrative. Okay, you're hearing this for a reason. Real. Show me a link. Where is the league Real. buzzing about it? Because I haven't heard about it. Where's the league buzzing? In the NFL are talking about Joe Brady as a potential head coach. And that's why right Joe Brady even came to the NFL. I'm looking it up right now. I'm going to see if, if anything comes up. And Joe that's Brady all, you know what is this, is that it is the reason Joe Brady, there's a buzz around Joe Brady is not because of what he has done. No, he is not. It is because he fits the mold of what is exciting right now for fan bases, for um, an uh, analyst, and that oh, is so the young, articulate, offensive oh, mind. It is the Cliff Kingsbury. It is the Lafleur. It is the, and this all starts back and dates back to whoever the hell the Rams coach is. This is when that model started, and Joe Brady fits that mold. That's why the buzz is there. Two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Going on C three Nation, this your boy Jay Anderson. It's eating y'all up, man. The the game, you know, it is you know it is what it, it is what it is. I mean, you know, two bad teams facing each other. Hey, you would like to be the better, the better of the bad team. So, I mean, you know, the defense got to shut out. You know, which is good. I still think Phil Snow is it. Isn't that guy? Well, I'm glad they see the difference is you take to to hear to hear Whitehead out and you put in Jermaine Carter. He actually did something. Um, so you know the defense was aggressive, which is which is good. You know it's just one game. A lot of people are saying you know I see a lot of people saying you know give Phil Snow a chance. Ah, you still need to go. <laughs> He's still oh my God. Up. But um I like how the offense I saw the difference with the offense when you got a quarterback that is mobile. I'm not dissing Teddy. I think Teddy is you can you know, people can say Teddy more accurate than um quote unquote accurate than um PJ. But when the play breaks down you you do want to have a quarterback that is mobile that can get out the pocket, you know, and fling and fling that football, and that's kind of like what we've been missing. And I think that's kind of you know, you know, it, it makes the offense it makes the offense more better. You know, when you, when you especially when you got the weapons that we have. So um, it's just one guy. PJ played nice. Other than those two interceptions, I mean. You know, but he's young, so you can give him that. You know, you can give him that other than a veteran quarterback that makes some mistakes like that. Uh, but good work for those guys, man. Y'all hold it. Thanks, Jay Anderson. Let me see if this is same. Nope, that was the end of his call. All right, your guys' thoughts. Did I lose everybody? No, you're good. I'm sorry. I'm 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 talking to the chat. <laughs> sorry. Talking to the chat. Yeah. Um. Uh. By the way, uh, my man Jada. 
is a hundred percent on my side, man. He said, uh, uh, "If you haven't heard people talking about Brady being head coach, do you even cover the Panthers?" I've heard it, and I said, "Can we stop it?" And that's what I'm talking about in the chat right now. I just googled Joe Brady's name. Okay, you know, in the first ten articles that came up, you know, there were only two that talked about him being a head coach in the future. You know who they were? Catcrave.com and zonecoverage.com. Hey, let's give credit to those two websites because I believe everything they say. Like, Greg, come on, serious. Come on, serious. And can we just get over it? Come back I've to me in video. two years. That's what I want to hear. I want to see us next year be 10 and 6, then I'll start talking to you about it. We haven't had consistency on this offense, and you can blame Joe Brady all you want. Uh, you can blame Teddy Bridgewater. But right now, we have not had consistency on our offense. And until there's consistency, I don't think he's going to be offered a head coaching job. There you go. How about this? If I'm, if I'm him, for that reason, that's why I don't want a head coaching job. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, the dude, me and, and, and that dude are the same age. Okay, we're both 30 years old. Like, th- there are things that you just don't know about being a leader of men. Which is yeah. That's what I'm trying to say, coach. homie. Oh wow! You don't know that about Eric Bieniemy. You don't know that about any offensive. I know one thing. I know that Eric Bieniemy has more more experience than he does, and just as much success. So yes, I do know that about. All I'm saying is this: is that I think the hype train is a little too eager. To find the next Sean McVeigh, this and that. And so, yes, is that, is this, someone put, Mike Jones, this is a relevant point. He says, this is kind of the blueprint, the blueprint um, for the, the, the prototype of a coach going forward. And yeah, it is hot right now. And it's kind of, and the reason this is hot, the hot young coach, the hot offensive mind is because for so long, we just got the retread, retread, retread coach in the NFL. So yes, is the NFL has, is gotten, is the, the ownerships are changing. But right now, you know what? They got a baby coach in Cincinnati. You know, they got a child coach. I just think this is I am happy that Joe Brady is doing well as a coordinator in the NFL. I need to see him for a longer period of time before I say he's fucking phenomenal. Mm, And I don't want to just see a trick play where, damn, DJ Moore's throwing to PJ Walker. And that all of a sudden makes me think this mug is brilliant. Yeah. Is that I think he needs to continue to perform. He has performed well, but if you want to tell me that what has he done that puts him out of the conversation, I ask you, what has he done that's put him into the conversation? And Phil Snow should be more in the conversation than him then. If you think that him having a fucking mediocre offense in this league gives him the chance that that earns him the call, then you should say Phil Snow's defense has been far better than it should have been with bums, and yes. he deserves to get a damn yes. interview. Yes. Look, Tony, you... At film, seeing what Joe Brady has been able no, to do. No, no. He has been able to get receivers. No. Against good defense. What do you mean? No. No, I mean, these no, are the most I mean, talented Brady receivers has, we've ever Joe, had. If this Joe offense, Brady this offense, if anything, a, has been no. slightly a disappointment. He has created a, a average to slightly than better average offense. That is it. 
Average to slightly than better average. That's it, period. That's why we have four damn wins. Out of chicken shit. No, no. That's such a lie. That's a lie. You just got telling me that we should pay DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. And Robbie Anderson are great players and say he's making this out of chicken shit. You can't do that. That's counterintuitive. You can't do that. Made this offense competitive. Like Joe Brady has been able we to have the North Turner offense we had last year with Ron Rivera. Mike Shula had one of the most explosive same, offenses same in the offense. damn league. The same offense. Those are veterans. This no, they were not. Tell me the veteran that was on the team. Tell me we have a better. We had we had Devin Funches and Greg Olson. Oh man, show me where. Oh god. Next call. Next call. Hey, over here, zero right here, man. I gotta say that that PJ Walker, he's not gonna be the answer to 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 our troubles. You know what I'm saying? Fucking the Stanford and the whole team was just a complete disaster. What I gotta say is our defense played great. You know what I'm saying? Without Jackson, I feel like that was a huge thing. That obviously. Nothing happened to on Troy Pye because he, he was handling his job. He had his all week to practice. You know what I mean? Uh, and I feel like the coaching staff needs uh needs their kudos because they did all that without a CMC, without a fucking short, without fucking Bridgewater, without all the shit. And it shows the depth that uh the GOAT Herney had put into the squad. So y'all better be keeping respect on this man, Cody. I'll be watching you, bro. For real, for real. Giving the credit to Herney. Oh, my God. Dude, that hurt my feelings right Man, what a win today, guys. Matter of fact, usually Man, what a win today, guys. I mean, I thought we were going to be, what, 3-13? and But, and we know the Lions are shit. We know. But damn, was that a fun win. That was an amazing win to get. That was a fun game. And, uh, matter of fact, usually during the games, I, uh, I keep my girlfriend in the loop. I don't know why she doesn't watch. But, anyway, that's another story to be handled off the air. But, uh, I was so into this game that I didn't really do that. I was just intrigued by this game and how, uh, you know, I wasn't really impressed with P.J. Walker the few times he stepped in for Bridgewater, you know. But I think today he just, you know, found his rhythm and and just balled out and played real well. And uh, I've... Would imagine Ray Drill Sade is pretty happy. I don't know why they haven't cat called, but anyway, that's another. Uh, that's also another story. But I'm just so excited about this win. I don't give a damn if we get Trevor Lawrence or not. This coaching staff has already shown they could, you know, they could work with anything. And you know what, guys? Wow! Wow! Oh, he brought in the second I one. This time. Keep I think he's got another call in. Hey, guys, it's Joey again. I knew there was something I forgot that I wanted to say last call, but I remembered it now. Damn, our defense was good. And granted, I know the Lions ain't shit. 
the you know the map bowl was like as lopsided as the score and as the game you know Matt Rule clearly ruled Matt Patricia you know nice pun waiting for you know crickets on my joke anyway I uh, four sacks today Brian Burns how many did Brian Burns have like two so somebody had um, I think we sacks. might have five yeah, I think he should I think Brian he should Burns be credited for way more but I'm glad I'm yeah. not no NFL player shit but I mean, Brian Burns like a raging ring of fire. Anyway, guys. Wow, wow. <laughs> wow, wow. I love it. <laughs> nice. Love it. Um, I want to see this is, what was the time of possession today? Home team in the second half. We, um, yeah, we won the time of possession. In both halves, um, yeah. so you know this team, we really got good field position. I, I, I was actually, you know, what's interesting about the two interceptions that came from PJ Walker is why we didn't get points away from them. They did not negatively impact us as a team. You know, is that the the other team then has a long field to go off of? Yes, they start on the twenty or whatever, but they then have to go uh, a long ways, and they were unable to do that. Um, you're really, they're like, uh, the only thing that made them consequential is that they were very visual in the end zone. Um, meaning what? And what I mean is, is that like, if he would have, if he would have thrown this on say the 14 yard line and nobody gets any points from it, like our defense gets a stop. We wouldn't be like, Oh, it's still fuck. I mean, it's like you, that's still taking three points off the board. And there was one where he threw, I think, I don't know if it was the first, the second one where he threw. Yeah, it was the second one. It was like a third down and whatever, a third down play. I almost was saying here, even if we get, if we don't get the third down or first down here, I wanted us to go for it on fourth, even though we would have gone up 20 to nothing, right? You, is that I felt like, man, they have not been able to march down the field. Worst case scenario, you turn the ball over on the 15, and they got a long ways to go. Best case scenario, you crush them right at that moment. Yeah. But then it was an inconsequential thought as we then went to turn the ball over. Um, okay. I don't know. I was, I was happy. I mean, I just overall happy with the performance of this team so far uh, today. And uh, why wouldn't you be happy? The only question is, how do we build on it going forward? Do we build on it? And is P.J. Walker the building point, like Cody has said? 252-228-5098. Yo, yo, it's zero again. We need to uh, extend uh, Jermaine Carter ASAP, by the way, because I'm over here watching. uh, It said right here that uh, Adrian Peterson got held to 18 yards and uh, because tired man wasn't in and – did anybody else see Jermaine Carter level at uh, uh, whatever Peter Adrian Peterson at the line? Just leveled the Hall of Famer. Come on, you know what I mean? That guy has earned a spot on that team. Dude, Adam Thielen with a fucking incredible touchdown. Great catch. catch. I just saw that, yeah. Great Eddie, catch. Uh, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> 
Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> <laughs> bum, 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 bum. All right. Um, He's doing the baby shark. I love it. Okay, so the Panthers today are able to pull out the win. Um, just to go over the the score was it was twenty to nothing. Correct? Is that right? Yeah, twenty yes. to nothing. Um, shut out here. There were some inactives today, which is a big part of that story. Teddy Bridgewater inactive, Christian McCaffrey inactive, Dante Jackson inactive. Oh, Sam Frank Sam Franklin did not play today. Didn't notice that. Um, and I guess we did notice it because we saw a ton of Burris. Russell Lukung out, Miller out, Schofield in for them. So the Panthers dealing with some injuries. Still coming off a trouncing against the Bucks, were able to really um, put it on them. And the big story of the day was P.J. Walker, 24 for 34, 258 yards. Uh, one touchdown, two interceptions, not a perfect game. But DJ Moore, 11 catches. Curtis Samuel, 10 catches. Robbie Anderson, 9 catches. So while we've kind of um, kind of downplayed Robbie Anderson just because... Oh, excuse me. These are targets. I misread them. 8 catches for Curtis Samuel. Top receiver of the day, 8 catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown. Not the top in yards. DJ Moore, 7 I catches for 127 yards. Uh, and Robbie Anderson with another seven catches. I like this. Was able to distribute the ball pretty well. Joey Sly kicks a fifty-plus yarder, and this Panthers defense just put it on him, holding Matt Stafford to one hundred and seventy-eight yards. Did not force any turnovers there. Their best receiver was a tight end, and Marvin Jones Jr. was able to get four catches on fifty-one yards. Really, nothing going their way. Um, important win now, or I won't say important win. A, I do, I don't know. I don't even know how to gauge this win. A very exciting one for us, just because it's nice to have a win. Where do you think that this? And we'll kind of conclude on this question and and get some chin check and player of the game stuff. But what do you think that today's game means for this team going forward? Uh, well, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, we're not tanking, but how about this, man? Our former head coach, Ron Rivera, uh, he'd like to talk about, you know, missed opportunities. And I think that today represented the start of an opportunity. I thought going into this, even before this game, that the Lions game was a winnable football game. I called it on Tuesday. I think next week, is a winnable game against Minnesota. I mean, I know they're playing right now, but still, I don't trust them just like I don't trust Detroit. Then we go into a bye, which represents time for us to get even healthier. It would be a missed opportunity, to quote our former head coach, Ron Rivera, for us to not take this opportunity to, one, get more creative with our play calls, and number two, do it with a quarterback that's had more time to train and prepare with the ones, get more comfortable in the offense, and really make the plays that our offense desperately needs to have. It would be a missed opportunity if we don't take the time to do that right now. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. What about you, Greg? Uh you know, going forward, I just think that 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 you know, uh, CK, what you what you brought up, I don't think we're tanking, uh, and I don't know what the future of this team is going to be going forward. I think 
that what happens next week with who we start at quarterback answers almost every question we have about where we're going in the future, uh, the integrity of our coaching staff, uh, the, the evaluation of talent. I think that that this week coming up is a make-or-break week for us with our franchise of where we're moving in the future. And I don't know where it's going, but, I mean, I'm a P.J. guy right now. Like, this guy showed me everything that Teddy showed me this year in one game. So And, and, and the potential, potential more. for more. So we'll see what happens. I think, uh, you know, like I said, I think it does mean that uh, moving forward as an organization – um, I think we can go ahead and just wash out this idea that we're tanking um, as much as people want to really push that narrative. Tanking was never on the table, but I think now moving forward, we can move like we can actually start watching the team and hoping they win. Right. Mm-hmm. Because up to this point, I mean, even though it does nothing for us outside of like, cause we're not going to get a quarterback in the draft. Like Cody says, mm-hmm. uh, you know, barring something crazy happening, which I could see as losing out and then somebody at least getting a few wins and all of a sudden we're back in the mix of, of that conversation. But I think right now it was too, it, it's too fun to watch this team be good to not want us to win. And, right. and that's what I like to see moving forward. I think this organization and I think these players want to win and I think they want to win badly. And I think that, that, that fire that was lit underneath them last week by, uh, by Shaq Thompson moves forward. And these guys are going to be coming into the offseason with confidence. I think one thing is this bet, um, between Greg and I, what are you? We got to get to six. You got to get to six, six and points. I, I got right? six wins. Yep. Today we hit four. It got a lot more interesting after today. After last week, I was feeling, man, like I'm probably in the right here. Depending on where we go forward, yeah. there there are two to three winnable games on the schedule left. Right? I mean, like that you could say these are legitimate winnable games. Vikings. The Vikings, the Broncos, and the football team. Um, now I think this team has been legitimately able to win every week, except for against the Bucks. That was the first time we really questioned it. You know, I'll be interested to see. I think this is that. I, I think there's a good chance that you could you could sneak this quarterback and PJ Walker in for another start under the guise that Teddy is going to have one more week and then the bye week to get healthy and then come back. Maybe you get a larger sample set, and then if PJ has a tough week, then you can go back to Teddy and feel okay. Um, I really don't know. I think that the only the, what this today means and signals for me is that this team want, like you guys said, wants to win, and I think this coaching staff will do anything to win. And I don't even know if that uh, for them. I think winning this week is just as important as winning down down the line, and and that's the way they kind of look at it. And I don't know. It'll be interesting. All of a sudden, this PJ Walker game and how it pl- unfold is going to make this the storyline interesting. I, I do think this is that today probably signaled that this team isn't going to get beat up mentally just yet. And after last week, I was concerned that that was something that could creep in. That's why I was highlighting the Shaq Thompson speech as being imperative just on its own, whether of who it came from or not, right? Is that like that is this is a moment where a team could avalanche much like the Tampa Bay game avalanched against us. Um, And right now you see these guys doing everything it takes to make sure that's not going to happen. 
So still have some football to be played. I don't know. How about, do you guys think that the Panthers get over two? Do you think they win two more games this season? Yeah. I and Greg they, yeah. wins the bet. Does Greg win the I bet? I guess you should say. I think I so. Yeah. Cody? Yeah. yeah, I would say so. I think uh, we're probably good for, I'd say, at least one or two more wins now. I mean, uh, especially looking at Washington. We got Washington coming up. That should be a victory. We got uh, Minnesota, which, dude, I think we're at least as good or at least on the same level as Minnesota. Um, yeah, man. Other than that, what's the rest of – what's our exact schedule? We go Vikings, 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 then we get a bye. Right. Then we go – no, then we go on the road to Denver. Um, no, we have Denver at home. Excuse me. So we go Vikings, bye, Broncos, on the road against the Packers, on the road against the football team, we finish at home with the Saints. We could have three more W's this season. I, I can see, I can see us being in the green the next four weeks in a row. Well, we we have a bye, so I can uh, see us. I can see us winning the Saints game as well because they very well could be already in a in a in a spot that they're best players. Yeah, yeah they could be uh, sitting Taysom Hill. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, so I want to ask: Did they sit? Taysom, did they start Taysom Hill? Was there an injury to Breeze? Yeah, he has five broken yeah, ribs and okay. a punctured lung. Okay. Okay. And he I, played I part of a game with it. He won't be back. He won't be back for a while then. Okay. Yeah. Lucky Saints. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Um. Let's go ahead and do defensive player of the game. Chin check. Who you guys got Same for? I mean, check. I think it's very simple. Um, Easy. Today is Brian Burns' day for me. Brian Burns. Yep, I'm right there with you, buddy. Brian Burns. No arguments. Uh, nobody wants to congratulate F.A. Obata or Justin Burris. You can. I. Uh, <laughs> I would like. Uh, I would like Justin Burris. I think Justin Burris okay. needs some uh, some some air time on this. He played an incredible game. He uh, he stopped a lot of. Uh, possible first downs, well, not a lot, but at least a few. He uh, made some uh, some risky, but yet uh, paid off plays there. They got a tackle for a loss. I think that guy's got it uh, got it dialed in today. Good point. All right, BB, B and Bs, Burns and Burris. Anybody else? Any uh, Cody? Your list. Chin check. Anybody yeah, else? Or are you with your boy Bur- Burns? Uh, yeah, I'm actually gonna switch it up, man. I'm gonna say Jator uh, Gross Matos. Nice. I like that man. That. I like his potential. I like that he continues to get better. Um, I've seen him make some plays this season. I think he's growing, and I think he's gonna be a part of a tremendous one-two punch that we're gonna have at edge for uh, quite a little while now. So I like I'm how many. I like how many reps he's getting. I think that's more impressive to me. That shows a lot of what they think about him, too. On the offensive side of the ball, um, who goes the player of the game? I'm going to go with DJ Moore with a big-time downfield catch, making some big plays, um, and uh, really just continuing to fight every game despite what people say about him. Dos tiempo, Tony. I'm right there with you two times, brother. DJ Moore is my offensive player of the game. All so, right, uh, Cody. Yes, I'll go, do- I'll go the one of the only people that got a touchdown for our team today, Curtis Samuel. All right, and yeah, come on, already, Cody. You already know what it is. 
Tony's is lobbing me softballs over here. <laughs> PJ motherfucking Walker, boy. <laughs> this? this cripple stands for Walker. How about that, damn it? <laughs> PJ, Walker, PJ Walker is the man. Um, I, I think he has a ton of potential. Listen, I'm not willing to say that the man is our franchise yet because I don't know that. And I'm not going to say something that I don't know. But what I do think is he has a ton of potential. I think he has far more natural talent than Teddy Bridgewater will ever have. I think he makes this offense dynamic in a way that it hasn't been up until this point. And I'm excited to see what he can do uh, going forward with one of the best offensive minds in football, Joe Brady, calling plays for him, man. I'm pumped. I'm giving it to my man, PJ Walker, man. Let's go. Kieran Choi uh, gives the chin check to Shaq for lighting a fire on the de- uh, on the defense after last game. And QT Zero sh- shouting out the chin check person of the week or the guy that we named the award after with chin leading with tackles. He said, come on. Uh, you know, exciting game today. More, more exciting than I expected, to be honest, on both sides of the ball, particularly the defense. Um, you know, didn't know what we we're going to get with PJ Walker. Was excited that it looked pretty darn good or competent at the very least. All right, that's I, the seat. I'll say something. I want to give somebody else some credit. We haven't done it all season. Chase Blackburn mm. is coaching this special teams unit up like They're very crazy. good. Yes, they got that false start today that got them within inches, and then we were able to get the first down that just was able to ice out the clock the punt the fake punch yes those calls may have been made to go for the fake punt by uh by matt rule but those are plays drawn up by the one and only chase blackburn dude's rocking it out this year i think we need to give him some credit we haven't done that yet. i agree too and there's one other component it's kind of the hidden component of what the special teams unit has done is that while the fake punts those plays highlight it is that really uh, we have kept punt return returners. Their, their return game, we've limited their return yeah. game. Charlton has been very good as a punter, and we have been getting down there making tackles. And on the other side, we have been pretty consistent on our kick on our return game. All of that is for the special teams have been such a weakness for this Carolina Panthers team for a long time, and and the fact that we're not talking about it a lot means that it's pretty good. It's like the offensive line. It's best when you don't talk about it. Um, So I agree, Chase Blackburn. And it shows you, you know, they interviewed Chase Blackburn and kept him, not because he was with the team. They said he earned the job. They gave him the interview because he had been with the team, but he earned his position because of the interview. So I like that. All right, this is the C3 Panthers podcast. It's the post-game show. The Panthers destroy the Lions 20 to nothing. P.J. Walker potentially could be the starter going forward for the Carolina Panthers. And some people said, watch out. Joe Brady is the next, I don't know, Sean Payton. And he's going to have a job. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Tuesday night, 9 p.m. is when we'll get when we'll circle back the wagons to talk about many of these subjects. Uh, the number is 252-228-5098. You can follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. And Cody, where can they follow you? Yeah, man. Follow me on Twitter at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Um, I respond to all the C3 fans. If you want to message me, ask me questions, whatever, man. Um yeah, I'm I'm here for it. And uh, there is a brand new mock draft every other Wednesday on drafttech.com with comments for the Carolina Panthers. 
First round pick written by yours truly. That's drafttech.com. Check it out. Wonderful stuff, Cody. Thanks for being on the podcast. Also, uh, Greg, where can they find the man of many streams? Uh, very many podcasts, but if you want to find them all, check me out at the bat that if it's two on Twitter, it's my only former social media. Hit me up in the DMs. I love to debate about things. If you're going to have a logical debate, that's civil and not, uh, you know, name calling. But uh, hit me up, man, and you can find everything I do there at the bat at fifty two. Just check it out. Everything C- that you got there. So. CK, you by, like, 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 civil. You mean by like not saying that we don't know what we're talking about because we don't agree with your point of view. Exactly that, like, or, like that or whenever you can't answer a question, you answer it with an insult. Yes, yeah, yeah that that's what I mean. Yeah, I yeah, told exactly. Cody he was wrong several times today, but I did not say because he didn't know anything about football. Yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. And luckily, he did not say that back to me. Uh, and <laughs> on that is CK, <laughs> CK killing it on the streams. I was watching you guys play uh, Warfare the other day, Warzone. Excuse me. Very entertaining group. Um, where where can these guys find uh, you sniping mugs all over the place? You can find me on Facebook Gaming. I'm going to be Codizzle underscore Allen. Um, Tuesday is going to be fun. I might not be streaming myself, but I'm going to be playing with the voice actor that uh, voices Ghost in the game. Um, nice. So that'll be fun. He's a comedian out of L.A. He's actually a pretty – I play with him a lot. But uh, if you guys want to check that out, uh, that's he's going to be Jeff Leach is who you need to look for for that. But uh, – yeah, find me on Facebook, guys. All right. That's the C3 Panthers post-game show. We'll catch you Tuesday night, live 9 p.m. Tell a friend about the show. Smash the thumbs up button. Call in 252-228-5098 and subscribe on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple. Oh, we're on. Uh, we're also on uh, Amazon Podcast now. So wherever well, you wherever you get it, wherever you get your stuff. And uh, we want to see you on YouTube, too. And we want to see you in the chat room. Thanks for all your support. Keep pounding, guys. See you Tuesday.